Anzac Rounds boys in both the AFL and Rugby League. However, tackling uh, or unusual tackling techniques continue to dominate the uh, the headlines. Hip drops in the NRL and uh, slings and bumps in the AFL. We are watching uh, Richmond and the D's at the moment. It is Anzac Eve and uh, previewing a massive, massive day in uh, in the Australian calendar and in the Australian sporting calendar tomorrow with uh, the Pies and Dons um, in the AFL and then the Dragons, Roosters, Storm, Warriors in the league. Cricket, IPL, runs galore and some Aussies shining at Maxi at Cam Green. NBA playoffs Fiery encounters, including uh, some of D's nuts action in the uh, <laughs> Nets and, and 76ers. Plus, light that beam. They did take a 2-0 advantage, but the Dubs have gone even mm. Stevens. Injury to the Greek freak uh, means that the Bucks are uh, a game behind th- there. Plus, uh, some soccer chat. City are really in the box seat. Uh, Arsenal got an uphill battle after a bit of a bottling um, overnight. Manchester Derby in the FA Cup and the Champions League semi-finals upcoming, plus mm. a on the Esky final round with fights, live golf, and uh, and an undefeated boxer uh, in Ryan Garcia taking an L. G'day and welcome to On the Esky, an Aussie sports podcast. We love our Aussie sports, but we also have a bit of an inter- international taste in our sporting repertoire. Uh, check us out on the socials, uh, and if you're watching us here on YouTube, uh, you can skip to the sports that you like with the time stamps. We like to shout a beer to get the show underway. Uh, Shauno, who will you be shouting a beer this week? Uh, I decided to shout a beer out to Jalen Hurts because he's gotten the bag, mm. uh, and a big bag. I was just <laughs> looking up his numbers. Uh, it was $255 million. <laughs> Uh, with 180-ish uh, guaranteed. Um, so he didn't get the Deshaun Watson guaranteed kind of money, um, but he got uh, up there with one of the highest. Uh, his average a year is 51 mil, which makes him the highest um, averaging quarterback uh, for that extension, for his five-year extension. Uh, mm-hmm. Though it's interesting his cap number over that time frame isn't as high as well, so it actually doesn't hurt the team as much um, mm. compared to, say, I think that the meme doing the rounds of Daniel Jones, who was almost like double to triple what Hurts is going to cost <laughs> over the next four years, which is crazy against the cap. So they've done a good job against the cap. Um, and then they'll keep it rolling. So, yeah, one of those running type quarterbacks uh, that had, you know, you know, question marks. Mm. Uh, there's a certain other one that's been struggling for his deal. Mm. This will be a great framework for them for – uh, actually getting that that Lamar deal done as well because it kind of shows, you know, even a guy that went to the Super Bowl and Hurts couldn't get quite, you know, the Deshaun Watson deal, but also the Deshaun Watson deal was, you know, yeah, throw all the money at you so you come to the Browns kind of thing. Uh, so it was, yeah, interesting, but big shout of beer from me here for Hurts for getting all the money after a great season uh, and getting the Eagles to the Super Bowl. A lot of money now, a uh, big, big deal yeah. up there, you know, surpassing names like Mahomes and Rogers in mm-hmm. uh, money per year. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how Jalen Hurts uh, takes that on board uh, and if he is going to uh, continue to cop the, oh, he's just a running back yeah. kind of uh, rhetoric. I think after last season it's kind of shown that uh, he is a quality talent. He's mm. got more saving yeah. options and we'll talk when we get to the NFL draft. Um, all the rumours are that the Eagles are going to be hunting running backs after – Miles Sanders, he did leave during free agency, I believe. So mm-hmm. they've got some room there. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting time uh, ahead for the Eagles. 
And I'll finish and, and say Alonso uh, potentially dating Taylor Swift uh, uh, was uh, very interesting uh, news. Is it F- F1 Alonso? Yeah, F1 yeah. Alonso, Fernando Alonso that is. Um, dating the much, oh, not super younger, but the younger Taylor Swift, but, you know, two mega names, one of my motors. Half your yeah. age plus seven, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, motorsport legend uh, and then um, singing um, Queen Bee as you would uh, in Taylor Swift. I think that's a different singer. Yeah, it's Beyonce, but anyway. <laughs> Queen T. Yeah, Queen T. Um, T Swift. So, yeah, that was a bit of an interesting tidbit uh, during the F1's holiday season. Mm. Whether it's real or not, we don't know, but it was a massive rumour doing his rounds. I wonder what the song will be uh, called uh, when they bro- inevitably break up. It will be something, yeah. you know, F1-based. Yeah. Uh, All speed, too fast or something like that. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, I will shout a beer to Wrexham, uh, (laughs) the most famous fifth – well, fifth-tier soccer club Mm. in the world, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd say, Uh, mostly thanks to the Disney Plus um, show, Welcome to Wrexham, uh, which which follows Ryan Reynolds and Rob. McElhenney. Uh, I think a certain owner is one of the big reasons. I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say so. But they've uh, they've done their job this year. They've uh, they've uh, yeah. finished on top of uh, what's that? The National League, which the is National the, League, the yep. fifth fifth division, fifth tier, uh, and they will go up to uh, English League Two, which has four promotions available uh, to go to English League One, and then the Championship, mm-hmm. and then the Premier League. So in theory, we could see Wrexham <laughs> up in the Premier League in three years' time. In, in theory, in theory, <laughs> in theory, uh, but no massive, massive effort from uh, from them uh, and going through, and might have to mm. uh, give the documentary a bit of a run. Up. We're actually chatting before the the show, and none of us have actually seen it, so it's pretty rare for a sporting documentary to go unwatched yeah, by all three of us. Yeah, slip through. So uh, we'll have to get get stuck into that one. Mm. Uh, yeah. I just seen here the first time they've played outside the fifth tier since two thousand and eight. Yeah. So. Okay. And that probably is very close to the sort of time frame that they took over the club, isn't it? When are they? Oh, no, no it's only it's the only last few like seasons. Few yeah. seasons. Yeah. I'm trying to find that. Two with that. Yeah. Present 2020. There you go. You're close. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in between there. Somewhere in between. <laughs> That's it. Um, speaking of National League, just looking at the records here, it was quite a stellar league for – or season for the league all around. So Wrexham did get the most wins in the season. Uh, also fewest defeats, um, and this is record all-time for National League as well. Um, they also uh, had the most points in the season, obviously mm. going along with the most wins, um, but not Notts County, um, who came second in the league, also scored the most goals and had the highest goal difference ever in the league as well. So, um, a bit, bit of domination at the top there. Yeah. Well, yeah we, we're also looking at a pre-show. Uh, Notts County, the Magpies, black and white stripes <laughs> – Bit of history uh, lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're actually the inspiration for Juventus's black and white stripes. Now, I I always thought it was Newcastle United that inspired Juventus, but no, it's not County. Mm. And there you go. There's a there bit of uh, trivia for you on uh, <laughs> Monday night. So I'm just trying to find a bit more history on this club. They were in League One at one point and they mm. slid out of that. I was just saying if they went any higher than League One, but they – it's a bit hard. They have a 158-year history, which is uh, two years less than uh, what we are talking about before. For, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Notts County. Notts County, yeah. And what about Grimsby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good movie. Yeah, good movie. Good movie. Throw that in. I'll, I'll just we'll talk about Grimsby when we get to the FA Cup. <laughs> 
that's it. Jimmy, what are you, who are you shouting a beer? Yeah, uh, so I'm going across the US. I'm, I'm stealing your, your thunder this week and going to the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get some baseball mm-hmm. chat in there. Um, so off the field antics, uh, Liam Hendricks. I'm shouting him a beer uh, this week for beating cancer. So mm. got diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, about five months ago and has been going through rounds of chemotherapy. And over the weekend I had announced that he'd gone in remission um, and is cancer-free uh, as we speak. So, yeah, he's a pitcher for for the Chicago White Sox um, Australian, which I yeah. didn't know at the time, which was mm. cool. Cool story behind that. Uh, three-time All-Star Games uh, was all, M- all MLB Team 2 ni- 2019. Um, so has has had pretty good career in the last few seasons. Unfortunately, yeah, had to take take a step back from the game. Uh, need to work back into being fit to play baseball again. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's back on the on the field, mm. on the field soon. Yeah. Slater is his nickname. Fan of uh, North Melbourne Football Club. Oh, you can't have it. <laughs> we, we can't have in life, can you? But uh, That's interesting. He's from Perth. Yeah. 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 Good on you uh, in all seriousness um, there, Liam Hendricks. And, uh, yeah, hopefully see yeah. him uh, out there. Yeah. Uh, um, on the mound, sending sending some down in the, our favourite sport in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> All That's right, it. jumping over to the mop of the week. Mop uh, of the week. Turns out betting in the NFL is a big no-no. Uh, anyone that follows the league will uh, know that Calvin Ridley undid his season last year, but now we've got a few, few more names to add to the list. Sean, you got the story? Yeah, so the NFL suspended five players for violating the league. Uh, Stanley uh, Barry Hill. How do you say Quint- Quintez Cephas, I Cephas, think. Cephas, CJ Moore and Shaka Tony. Shaka <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a good name. Defensive end Shaka Tony. Uh, so the big one though was uh, Jemison Williams yes. from the Lions, first round mm. pick of last year. Uh, he got a six-game suspension as did uh, Barry Hill who got six games. The others were indefinite. So my understanding uh, based on what they were saying is that the indefinite is most likely going to be a year mm-hmm. uh, and probably because they bet on NFL games. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The guys that got six weeks uh, didn't bet on NFL games but bet on, say, the other major sports mm-hmm. uh, while uh, – In the NFL – In the NFL facility. facility. So that, yeah. And that includes yeah. locker room, team flight or a team hotel, um, which is quite interesting. So it looks like Williams might have thrown a bet on – NBA game or something, or a <laughs> UFC fight, uh, while on a on the plane or on the um, or in the the team locker room, uh, and mm. that's you know I'll, I guess once the, the the betting agencies provides the NFL with basically whatever they want <laughs> because you know the NFL's got a little bit of sway, so they obviously get the <laughs> you know time of bet, location of bet, etc. When the, when that's done, mm. um, so yeah, they've reported on, and these five have been caught out. So uh, I think it's pretty interesting, and you would have thought. Um, kind of silly from the NFL players considering Calvin Ridley mm. last year. Mate, they got made an example yeah. of over a $1,500 bet, which, yeah. you know, it's really chump change for, for them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on the scheme of things wasn't, you know, um, uh, potential match fixing like uh, the some of the conversations this week uh, out of the Australian-India uh, tour with some of the Indians saying they would been approached by certain um, people to, you know, <laughs> Fix uh, potential parts of the game. The subcontinent and match fixing, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> some things just go together like peas and carrots, <laughs> Jenny. Yes. yes. 
but you know, American sports very new to gambling at the stage, and this mm. is why you know the NFL threw the book at Ridley, uh, and they've uh, followed through with the same sort of punishment for the same action here for the for those three and the other mm. two. Um, yes, six games is uh, a large part of the season, um, so it's nothing to sniff at. But uh, yeah. at least for a guy like Williams, he's like, oh, hopefully, learn a lesson. I shouldn't be doing this uh, in anything NFL related. Uh, this is only a you know at home in the park. Mm. <laughs> Away from uh, anything NFL affiliated. <laughs> mm. That's it. Well, um, it's an interesting rule, though. But, it yeah. is, yeah, because the betting on other sports outside of the NFL yeah. is a little bit strange. And and the whole thing, like the team hotel, yeah, as well. Because you can like, see the boys are sitting around, mm. the maybe watching a sport, and it's like, oh, let's jump on this one, and they whack a bet on it. And yeah, then, yeah, and they get caught out. But they, yeah. the players know they get briefed. So yeah, in that they, sense, they it's also kind should of a bit silly. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, for Lions fans as well, you know, yeah. had, had one of their better years in in recent memory, and mm. uh, mm. now they lose a few uh, of their young stars and two receivers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, maybe his uh, fantasy <laughs> value uh, has just gone even yeah. further up. Uh, he's been pretty handy uh, over the last two seasons. Yep. Definitely. Well, the Lions also released Quincy Surface and CJ Moore as well. Uh, so uh, they're they're, they're Gonskis. They're Gonskis. So, so that's cost them possibly a career. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely cracking down hard on, mm. on that one. Mm. Well, let's hope they pulled big with those bets they put on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to work anymore anyway. <laughs> yeah. Jag the 16 leg multi. Yes. Or, or a parlay as they call it over there. Parlay. Parlay. Cool. Uh, that's mop done. I think we're running into the NRL. Jimmy. Anzac Round, boys, uh, started off with a bang back on Thursday night. Uh, South uh, uh, getting a, a great win over Penrith, 20-18 to 18 at a core stadium. Uh, really good game of footy, this. Uh, big shots all around um, and uh, a lot of domination mm. from, from Stephen Crichton, who I think uh, scored all 18, I'm pretty sure, for, for Penrith. Mm. Well, on the flip side, Latrell as well, um, following mm. on from last week's form. And I think we said it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah, he started off the season quiet, but as soon as we start talking about Origin, he'll, he'll start he- heating up. And, yeah, as we did, yeah. as soon as we started talking about Origin chat coming around, uh, he's he'd been putting teams to the sword, playing absolute unreal at the back there for Souths. Trelly Mitt, two tries, uh, five tackles, 14 tackle busts in in one game, 111 metres gain. Uh, it was it was Trell's world out there. Uh, and Souths have been able to beat Penrith pretty consistently in regular season games over the last few years. Obviously a uh, different story when it comes to the finals. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting uh, come later on in the year uh, whether these two teams uh, feature, mm. um, you know, deep into into September. It'll be interesting. Oh, I think so. Looking at where we currently are in the season, these two are the best teams out of Sydney. Um, mm. I think, you know, Roosters are probably – They've been unders. Yeah, been unders. Yeah. Sharks have been unders. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, these two are right where they kind of want to be. They're starting to play really, really good football. Um, and it'll be interesting, you know, how they go through that orange period, as we mentioned before, uh, when, you know, half the teams kind of disappear mm. Uh, mm. to play for New South Wales or Queensland. Mm-hmm. Forgot about Manly. Manly also been pretty good. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I I still think these two are uh, ahead of them. Yep, I think that's yeah. fair, fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Like Manly um, beat the Tigers by just six, just, so, yeah. yeah, and they really rely on a single bloke um, as well. Whereas I think the other two are more of a complete um, team. Their lists are a great top to bottom. Um, so yeah, 
that's my point on them being the two best out of Sydney. Yeah, and no, I tend to agree with you. Mm. The best team in the comp uh, at the moment is the Brizzy Broncos, uh, getting another win up there in in uh, Darwin. I think three or four years in a row that this uh, fixture's gone up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Counts as a mm-hmm. Parramatta home game, uh, so mm-hmm. they must be getting a bit of money from NT government or wh- whoever to take it up there because the <laughs> conditions seem to suit the Broncos yeah. pretty well. The, the only reason they go up there is so Arthur's can drink 60 bottles of water during the game so because he needs to stay hydrated in the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, it was a it was an interesting game actually. It was a really strong first half from mm. from the Bronx, uh, and then the rain came pouring down in the in the second half. Mm. Uh, and it's hip drops. We got to talk about them again. Um, have you seen these? Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. Ezra Mann got uh, Sinbin for his. Um, I don't know that like that was classic hip drop motion, but it was also one on one, and he's the smaller yeah. man in the tackle. So I don't know really what you're meant to do in that circumstance. Yeah. Nil injury to Matt yeah. Dory. Mm. Uh, I didn't see Hopgood's one, uh, but he got Simbin as well for a hip drop. Yeah. Uh, Payne Haas didn't get Simbin for a hip drop, mm. um, but it definitely looked like hip drop motion, but he doesn't land on RGC's legs. And there was a lot of momentum again. Yeah. Like it, and, it, like, he, you know, Regal Camagillo has gone for the, the try line to mm. score and mm. Haas is kind of pulling him from behind to, mm. you know, stop him. Um, so, yeah, tackling from behind, uh, we've talked about that guy kind of breaking through the line a little bit um, is where a lot of this kind of motion comes from. Um, but this one, interesting, you know, wasn't uh, Sinbin. He's been suspended for a game. Um, but uh, RGC's legs kind of uh, sp- splayed out and there's reports he's mm. got a hip fracture and he's probably out eight to ten weeks mm. as well. So Jeez. that's a big out for him. He'll miss the whole of the origin period. So. Um, it's a big loss, but what a tough mother as well. He he walked off the field. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm, I haven't seen. I've made me NRL physio might be one to chase mm. up there uh, yeah. for where the actual fractures occurred. But that that is wild. Um, both Hasses and Hopgood on defending their goal line mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So if you damned if you do, damned if you don't, because mm. if you yeah let the blokes run straight through on the goal line, they score. You know. Everyone be saying, "Oh, what soft defence!" And you know, the, the, no, no one knows how to, def- to defend anymore. There was another one in the first ten minutes of this game. There was uh, um, a Fegolo one as well, where he hundred percent grabs the guy around the waist and drops his hips, and, and he has that sitting motion. Like mm. it looks like he's sitting down because mm. he's, you know, bum and legs out. He looks like he's sitting down, but he lands next to the guy. He doesn't roll up on the dude's legs. No mm. injury. Play on. Mm. Uh, and I'm kind of starting to think of maybe that's the way uh, they have to police the hip drop. Is it, it's more of a, the you tackle in the motion of you know sitting down doing a hip drop mm. uh, and then landing and taking out the the opposition's legs mm. like where you're kind of like rolling up on the guy. Mm. I think that's probably where they're going to land off trying to make this less grey. Is what I'm getting at. It's very mm. it's very, it's very grey, grey at, at the, the moment. moment but, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, as we go week on week, I uh, kind of start to think of well, yeah, I understand that. Yes, that causes a lot of injuries because mm. we've seen a heap of them mm. um, and not just from this game but across the, the league's games. There was a lot of other ones. So Jimmy's just throwing the pain. So it's a hard one because it's wet. He sort of slides he out slides. as well. Yeah, but I, I think with Haas on this one, he doesn't really like land on the back of his legs like and his no. legs has already spinning mm. out. But I think if he rolls around further on that and then lands on the back of the dude's leg and is kind of like bending him, I mm. think that motion of – um, dropping all your weight on the back of a guy's legs mm-hmm. is what I consider, you know, um, classic case of hip drop. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think, yeah, definitely what you want to get rid of and stamp out. And I think um, if you go to NRO Physio today, he had the one from the Storms game years ago and it, it was 
Um, I think it was on a Tigers dude. Broke his um, broke his legs in the end. Oh, played so, again, kind of. So he so. hasn't got a fractured hip. He's, no. Cleared a, of hip fracture. Oh, there you go. Cool. High high grade groin strain. Complete cool. tear. Still got to cost him eight weeks. Beast, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as as uh, we'll talk about turbo in a minute, oh, but yeah. as as we continue, there's yeah this one. Uh, no, that's moment of football. Sure no, there's other things. That's <laughs> yeah, really that's really later, <laughs> Cooper Cronk. I was like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. that was on the weekend. Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there was there was a storm one that happened um, against the Tigers quite a while ago. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but there, there's been hip drops all over the place um, throughout the year, and they're kind of getting more used to it in the um, in the in the NRL in this season as we get mm. now. That's sorry. That's kind of where I, I think the 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 hip drop. Um, Tackle, you know, tackle will go. Will be more of like dropping all your weight and then landing on the back of a guy's legs, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see where they affiliate that, but I think that's where they then the rest of the season. These guys will then have to learn um, if tackling and trying to get a guy to the ground is um, my body position, uh, not on their you know legs, not on the mm-hmm. leg area. I got to mm-hmm. land more towards the side of a guy and drag him down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, versus, uh, you know, landing on the back of the legs and kind of um, a few of them look like judo tosses, you yeah, know, like bit, hip yeah, tosses. Yeah. Like, like, and that's yeah. how you kind of get, uh, you know, have the legs as that kind of motion because you're kind of mm. trying to come in at his hip and flip him over you and that's where, you know, you come in and you take the legs out. Um, yeah. So I think less of that uh, is maybe the direction they go. That's probably enough for me. I'm sure it's not the last <laughs> time we'll talk about it this season, <laughs> the, the way that the leg is going. Yeah. No. yeah, and for anyone listening, remember that when we talk about AFL in a little bit, and then we come back about player health mm. in, as a whole in Australian football. Mm. Into Super Saturday, the Sharks uh, get a win against the Doggies. Uh, did anyone catch any of this? Uh, no, not really. So. Uh, uh, let's have a look. Nico Hines, uh, good. good as Very per good. usual. Water wet. Mm. Um, Roll us into. I did catch a bit of this. Uh, the Cowboys hurt the doggies, aren't they? Cowboys and Knights. Yeah, actually, Monks, if you want to grab a injury list for uh, the dogs, it's extensive. Yep. Uh, obviously, Fox. You know, with that yeah, Cindersmosis. Um, have you got that list there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Kiraz, uh, Luke Thompson, mm. Kikau. That's actually Kikau's a big one. That's this week, wasn't it? Oh, uh, maybe no, last, I spoke about last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah. so, so tor- tor- completely tore his peck at, yeah. at training. Mm. Um, they're the biggest names, but also uh, Farmuna Brown, uh, Chris Patolo, Franklin Pele, Bailey yeah. Bindoni, Aldo. Uh, so, yeah, it's starting to yeah. starting to get a little bit banged up in Belmore there. A little bit, yeah. And a lot of those, like, big injuries that are out for a That's fair a while as well. Yeah. yeah, for a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not good. They currently sit second last, uh, another team that's thankful for the existence of the West Tigers. <laughs> Cowboys uh, end a pretty lacklustre month with a with a win against Newcastle in this mm-hmm. one. Yes. Um, this was close. This was close. What was I going to – no, it's not coming to mind. Uh, Dan Gagai, excellent. Uh, he's, uh, he's one that always – you know, yeah, same just, thing. Same thing as Latrell <laughs> uh, starts to starts to really show up around Origin, or even just during Origin, uh, <laughs> to the bane of uh, New South Wales fans. Uh, Dolphins Titans. I think that's that's probably the one that I wanted to talk about more. Yeah. Uh, this I I believe it was the biggest comeback in NRL uh, era history. Yes. 
Yeah, I believe that it was the case after mm. being down twenty six nothing. Any early here, growing right? in the in the group chat? We've got a little group chat for for the podcast <laughs> here, and I said something <laughs> along the lines of. Dolphins are hot garbage some yeah, weeks. They're hot and they're cold. They're hot and Katie cold. Perry, yes. Yes, and then no. And uh, yeah, they were hot and they're cold in in this game. Yeah, I, I love what they asked Wayne um, in the press conference post games. Like, what did you say at halftime? And he's like, oh, yeah, not sure. I think I forgot a lot of it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, weaving his magic as he will, uh, he probably got stuck into the boys uh, about being down at the Titans because they came out and played way better in the second half and mm. did win this game by two points. Um, I think the the Robert Jennings no try, did you see that? Where yeah. He kind of pulled up, thought they had an extra tackle when he should have just dived over and get a try. Mm. Um, was the probably was the worst bomb try the, in this round. Mm. Um, uh, uh, it was the Sharks did that did it. Um, uh, fuck. Um, one of the, the Sharks winger. Mulitalo? Mulitalo, yeah, that's one. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen him. I'm just like, <laughs> sorry. Shooter's going to shoot here. Yeah, he, he, he dived for the line like he was in the action of scoring and he put his hand down before he put the ball down uh, and touched his hand on the line and uh, uh, it was out. Uh, yeah. So Robert Jennings said, hold my beer, I'll bomb this try worse. So doing him a solid. Um, but, yeah, they, they played really well, came back in this game. Um, the forwards actually – coming through big to get the big tries through the middle kind of showing. I've got the list there because yeah. uh, for, for anyone that's a little punt as uh, Pepe doesn't mind one responsibly, of course. Uh, <laughs> these are the try scorers in the game. Chris Randall, Isaac Louie, Big Tino, Tanner Boyd, Mark Nichols, Jared Wallace, mm-hmm. Ewan Aiken, and then obviously the Robert Jennings Jeez, double. So I think outside of – I think Aiken and Jennings are the only outside backs in that list. And right. then you've got one, two, three, four middle forwards, <laughs> yeah. a hooker and a, and a seven. Yeah. kind of. Well, it kind of shows this game was all the points. In the middle. Through yeah. the middle, through tired defence. Mm. So, um, yeah, I guess the, the little G up that Wayne gave them was enough to put them over to, you know, the win the trenches war, as you will, um, to, to get the win here. And it's, it's a massive uh, fins up after being fins down for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and a lot of teams are saying, oh, they've, they've finally hit the, the brick wall. Um, you know, they're going to struggle for the foreseeable future as they kind of write the ship. Uh, but they, you know, shown that I guess the class that is Wayne Bennett and um, how good of a coach is. He can even coach his way out of a 26 to nothing half time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, drubbing at the moment. Uh, interesting matchup uh, for, for Canberra people. Uh, they have the Raiders in Wagga next week. All right, uh, the Tigers did a very Tigers thing and had a lead here uh, at Campbelltown <laughs> against Manly. And uh, unfortunately for poor Tigers fans, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago, it's almost like you feel sorry for Tigers fans uh, yeah. these days. It's, mm. yeah, it's not close. Exactly. It's, it's stop, stop, he's already dead, Simpsons meme. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how shit your team's going, you're just happy you're not following the West Tigers. Hey, Dragons fan. <laughs> Can't <laughs> complain. <laughs> Rich. Uh, the big scare for Manly in this one was Tommy Turbo. Uh, his scans have come back all clear, yeah, so should be down. okay. Uh, and, yeah, there's a little bit of a brawl in the in the tunnel post-game. This was involving Josh Alui and Brandon Wakeham. Seems like Alui uh, 
definitely has a little bit of fire in his belly, uh, often in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Yeah, uh, after his name got fucked up, he's on his villain. No, he's heel <laughs> So I'm probably not even saying it, saying it correctly. Probably saying it better than Villain. Yeah, oh, yeah, you said Joshua to start with. He <laughs> <laughs> fucked his first name, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the layup, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I think some words were said about a potential, um, you know, uh, Nastiness out on the pitch, you know, mm. a little, little bit of dog shots. Um, mm. So you know, so heated words were exchanged. Maybe some push and shove. I don't think it amounted to too much. Uh, no Nate Diaz action uh, hmm. here, here in the end of this one. Um, but they, yeah, it was just an interesting kind of tidbit here that it kind of shows. I guess the dragon, not the dragons, the tigers are very frustrated at the moment, um, considering mm. they've played not too bad in uh, some of the recent weeks and um, just can't find a way to win. Mm. Uh, and following on for that, Luke Brooks officially today hasn't won a game in 365 days. Year, yeah, yeah, I didn't full see that. Year. Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah, it's pain. Pain there mm. for the Tigers. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm not sure if they're going to have much luck here. And it might cost, you know, some of the guys they brought in, you know, origin spots, um, particularly Appy, who mm. will mm. most likely get overlooked. Cookie was very good in. in well, that's the thing. Cookie's yeah. playing for Souths is playing mm. really well, and mm. um, that's yeah, beach prints, bro. Yeah, exactly. It makes yes, it a lot easier. <laughs> makes it a lot easier when it looks like your team's winning and playing well mm. around you. Definitely. Before we get into Anzac preview, should we talk Jack White? Yeah, I think we have to because that was probably the biggest news story of player movements last week. Mm. Um, it looks for. All intents uh, that there was a two-horse race. It was Dolphins and Raiders. Raiders had thrown their four-year, $4.4 million deal at him um, to play six for him. And then, you know, uh, Randy Orton out of nowhere, the RKO. Out of nowhere. Um, the, the Souths popped up. Uh, and you think, well, why would the Souths need another 5'8"? Um, they don't. They want to play him at left centre, mm. uh, mm. which would be excellent for him because he'd play outside Walker and – um, have Latrell out the back and Johnson next to him. So uh, that's a pretty handy um, left side there. Could you imagine that? Like <laughs> one through five. We're, yeah. we're t- talking Campbell Graham's praises nonstop on yes. this. Yeah. Whew, yeah. That would be mm. big. Obviously yeah. uh, Latrell and Jack are, are cousins. cousins. And, you know, uh, friends, uh, you know, like not just um, – Wrestling buddies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Not just relations by blood but also yeah. very close um, uh, outside of that too. Uh, so the deal I think was in four years but it's, it's 3.4, so 700K. So mm-hmm. it would be a haircut for, for Jack um, uh, to go to Souths. But then also after mm. what Souths I guess did with Penrith and, you know, uh, at this point in his career um, saying he's not going to play Origin, that was the other thing mm-hmm. out of the last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. was – uh, his rep career is officially over. Yeah, not just origin. Yeah, yeah rep, rep career. Yeah. So. He just wants to focus on club footy, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. I guess makes him a little bit more appealable for, you know, those guys who want to throw millions of dollars at him uh, to then, you know, play the, a, a full season. So um, – and potentially win a comp. The whole point, mm-hmm. let's win a comp. That's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. He wants to win a comp. And that's where he's pushing. So Thursday he flew to Queensland, uh, met with Wayne Bennett. Mm-hmm. There was photos of him in the airport in Queensland coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday morning, so after uh, Rabbits had their win, uh, Latrell and their joint manager, because they both shared the same manager, had breakfast together. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, reports there. Um, Raiders are on a buy this week, so that's why he's flying around a bit. Um, but it seems like the Dolphins have given them his final uh, say. It sounds like 
Jack's been talking to the trail about what should he do, mm. Raiders, you know, maybe a bit quiet and all this, but they've probably been hot on the phones as well, mm. talking to him, trying to stay in contact. Their mm. deal's on the table, um, the South deal on the table. So, you know, this week we might have a decision of what Jack wants to do uh, and where he wants to go. And um, after last week, uh, all the reports have been it's now you know, it's South or Finns and Raiders might be a distant third because, mm. um, mm. yeah, it's either – Move, draw the lifestyle of Queensland, play for six, and maybe Wayne Bennett. Bit of cash. Bit of cash, yeah. Mm. Maybe also with the, the Wayne Bennett and the team, maybe it's on its ascendancy. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. have to long season, see how they go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, South is like, yeah, we'll definitely play finals football and be deep finals football for the foreseeable future. Mm. But the Raiders is like, he's probably thinking, it's like, if I leave, this team probably needs to have a full rebuild at that point. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. that's blow up the building with yeah, Jack they, goes. They're kind of well, I mean, aging across the board. And Jake stays like he's got to Jack. be the Jack. Sorry, I don't know why I said Jake. Did I say um, Jake? No, I don't know. Nah, you it's purely me. Monday night. Um, <laughs> if he stays, then he's got to be the leader of the rebuild as well. Mm, so yeah. that puts a lot of a lot of pressure on him as well if he stays um, with the Raiders with no real hope next mm. couple of years of, mm. uh, of winning the. NRL. Yeah, and I wonder if something like the Dave Fafita, you know, um, complete miss where they tried to recruit him heavily mm. and basically his missus just said, no, nah, I don't want to move to Canberra. And you, that, <laughs> <laughs> they'll blame the missus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the report essentially. Um, you know, I don't want to go live in Canberra versus Gold Coast and you can mm. understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but that's the problem really. Canberra does struggle to uh, recruit, yeah, you know, attract kind of that outside talent. Mm. Um, so again, if he's thinking, well, hey, you know, Papala's getting long in the tooth. Um, you know, Rapana is also getting long in the tooth. Some mm. of these guys have played with for a while. This isn't the team that went to the grand final um, a couple of years ago mm. and then almost backed mm. up and went to another grand final. Mm. Um, you know, they're going to have to bring new guys in. Uh, there's pro- there's good young talent coming through, but it's like, can I wait for that young talent to be good enough to then mm. make another run at it? Because um, he might have four or five more years like left. You know, mm. This is probably his last big deal. Um, mm. Does he then go elsewhere? And I think the relationships with Latrell, the potential win there, I think that's probably the favourite. It's just yeah. where they do. I want to take less money over that period mm. um, to do it. And you know, if he does, all to him. Like power to the man if he wants to win a comp. I think you start thinking about legacy when you're thirty, and yeah. you know, yeah. you've you've really only got sort of. Three four years left in you, most mm. likely. Yeah. yeah. So and I agree, and, I, and the flip side of that is also if like, I've got three or four more years, and I just capitalise as much as I want to make as much money, which would be Dolphins. So yeah, mm. yeah. I I think you know that's kind of where the Raiders kind of fall down as mm-hmm. the distant third at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, probably not conspiracy theory, but yes. what if Latrell Mitchell went to Dolphins as well? True. Well, they, they just extended the hammer, so. Yeah, and that, that's I don't know from an affordability. Yeah, and he's on big money with When's he yeah. off contract? Uh he's like twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I think it's a nice conspiracy though. Yeah, yeah. he loves Souths. I mean, I mean, but you know yeah. how many points South scores? That's the backline you want to be in. And yeah. if anything, uh, the, the no names in the South guys would be maybe their centers, and you throw Jack in there. Um, that just gives you an, another beast, another animal, because he's mm. a he's mm. a huge, huge guy that plays f- um, six, and yeah, he'd be very, very good at center. He was very good at center before they switched him to six. Mm. Anyway, so I've, all I've been doing is trying to think of a uh, Latrell Mitchell uh, conspiracy theory uh, joke, and all my brains come <laughs> up with uh, 
That's trail fuel melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not, not my worst. Probably. Yeah. It's far from my best. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all right, boys. Uh, <laughs> time will tell where uh, where Jack ends up, and and yeah, what the Raiders have to do then if they, if they lose their their best player, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, a massive, massive day uh, tomorrow uh, Ooh, in in not just day. the sporting calendar, but in the um, Australian calendar. Anzac mm-hmm. Day, uh, and obviously us as mad sports fans, and mm-hmm. two of us here as Dragons fans. Um, the the biggest part of that day is the uh, the clash between the Chooks and the Dragons. Uh, the the Roosters definitely had the or have had the uh, wood over the Dragons in in past years, uh, and it's kind of mm. been the same sort of story leading up into the game that this is going to be an absolute bloodbath uh, going you know in the Chooks direction. Yeah, that is the worry. Um, last year not great. They did get fifty four points put on them, but they did win the year before, and same sort of uh, you know headlines leading into it. Uh, tends to play a, a pretty fiery and, and pretty close encounter. Mm-hmm. Probably the big talking point here is Sammy Walker's been dropped. Yeah, and I think if you want to remember back to our preview, I'm pretty sure I said that I think Joseph at some point this season, Marnie, um, will play six, mm-hmm. but I thought it'd be at the expense of Kiri. Yeah. Because I, you know, I was saying with. Uh, his return, his um, concussion history, and you know Walker is the future. I could see them transitioning to that, but you know Kerry's been uh, pretty good. Uh, he's been healthy as well, and he's a veteran there, and he's been in that squad for a very long time. So, um, whereas uh, Walker, of course, is that younger younger guy, you know, a bit undersized. You know, both of them are small guys, so you have undersized halves. Um, you play. Joseph at six, and then you've got a, a, a massive, um, a massive six in, in the like of Jack Whiten. So uh, that you know adds a bit to your defensive bit. Uh, but then from all this came out the, the that um, the Cooper Cronk system um, that they uh, use there that uh, Cronk's an assistant for doesn't fit really well with Walker, and you know Walker and Cronk don't see eye to eye. They don't like each other, etc. Mm. You know that was the the Buzz Rothwell headlines of the dinosaurs um, this week from this news. Uh, but I, I feel it's probably more a young fellow uh, that needs to think about his game a bit. We've seen how hot he can be, and, mm. and his moments of brilliance. He's still you know, kind of working his way into a professional rugby league kind of body as well. He's still going to add size over the next couple of years, you know, extra muscle mass um, and be a, a long-term seven for someone. And it's interesting, a couple of weeks ago he was, a you know, a smoky to play in the Queensland side to now being dropped. Like it it's kind of shows how they, they go. But I think this is, you know, another – think of Trent Robinson, another elite coach in the NRL He's, um Sending a clear message to one of his young talent here, go away, work on your football, come back and we'll be better for it. Yeah. Mm. It's also just a testament to where the Chooks are at in terms <laughs> of depth. Yes, yeah. He's probably starting seven in yeah. eight, ten teams easily yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And do you, do you think that yeah, – well, you play for the West Tigers every, <laughs> every week. So. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think this also is more about getting the other Joseph Sawali more time at centre? Mm, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Instead of having to force him out on the wing, like it kind of shuffles with Teddy back playing one and you, you, sh- you shuffle them all along so that you fit in your your big your big stars. Why? We're, talk, we're talking mm-hmm. before about how stacked uh, South could be uh, in terms of their – 
their back, back line. Yeah. Th- this back line is just about a statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul Mogorowski maybe says, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty unbelievable the the talent that they have across the board. Yeah, and, and Ang- is Angus Crichton back for this? Yeah, game? yeah, he's uh, he's back. Did he play last week or is it? I think this week. I think, I think he was named last week, but I don't feel like he actually played. I feel like you're right. Mm-hmm. I think he was on an extended bench for memory last week. Yeah. I'll give you that information mm-hmm. in yeah. just one second. So either yeah, way. It's, it's his first game back yeah, this week. Either way for Walker, I think um, he'll probably play again for the Roosters this, this year. Oh, 100%. Uh, it probably doesn't bode well maybe for the Dragons in this one uh, with Big Mane getting uh, all the ball. Mm. Um, he's been so good in the games where he's played six as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, a little bit worried uh, there for Dragons fans. But for Walker, uh, even if the Roosters don't work out, um, I think there's, like I said, plenty of clubs they could go and look after him. I think um, – if you know his history with um, Seabold kind of fucking, fucking him over up mm. there, the Broncos, that Broncos probably love to have him back as well and you have some of that conversation about Adam Reynolds kind of getting old and retire. Pass on yeah, batons can, and whatnot. Can you – a man and uh, Walker combination. Like you see with Walsh, you know, the same sort of conversation. That he wasn't going to make the team so they moved him on and then – Showed his elite talent and now he's What the fuck was going on up there? Just quietly. (laughs) (laughs) I I just said his his name. (laughs) Yeah, Seabold. Too many naps in Maccas after (laughs) these sessions uh, and getting rid of his young talent. So uh, maybe they all come come home uh, to roost and um, uh, play well for Brisbane. To rest. Yeah, what to, to to fall? Start, start, start! I'll shout out to Animo, uh, by the way, for any racing fans out there. I was thinking of shouting a beer, but then I don't know if that's animal cruelty or whatever. So, uh, Animo <laughs> retired this week. Go, going going to stud. Oh uh, well, did you see? Um, now that we're on horse racing, the 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 jo- died today. Died today. Yeah, yeah. The crash was yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh, dangerous, horrible. Dangerous spot. Yeah. So another side note, the wife and I were having this conversation about um, racing drivers and, um, uh, and you know, jockeys. And I said, I'm pretty sure being a racing driver is more safe than being a jockey. I and think statistically, yes. Yes. Because, uh, I, I, you know, just quick, you do a quick Google of like jockey mm. death. And um, at this time, this was a couple of weeks ago, there were already been like three this year. And In Australia. Wow. Uh, I think two in Australia, one outside of it, yeah. and then motorsport, and then you just go motorsport deaths, and there hadn't been one this year. It was only been was like one like yeah. six or seven months ago. So yeah. I was just like, I guess it is. You know, you come off a horse that's what eight foot off the ground kind of thing. Mm. You, you're at speed and have elevation, and whereas a car, you know, motorsports kind of been designed in a way to uh, have heaps of protection around you. Mm. It's quite, yeah, quite interesting. Um, uh, the difference um, that yeah, being a horse. Horse rider, a jockey in this case, mm. is more dangerous than being uh, a race car driver. Dean Holland was the bloke's name. So uh, obviously thinking of, of his family, um, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, as a fan of, of racing, you probably don't really appreciate that, you know, just how, how dangerous it is uh, for, for the jockeys. Mm. Anything else for me, Dean? He's, he's got a long list here of, <laughs> of uh, including sports. skiing and snowboarding and shit. Yeah. Just so, again, <laughs> did anyone see that bloke skiing and f- fell into, into that, that crevice? Yeah. Hole, yeah. Holy crevice. Jesus. Scary oh, shit. Oh, that is so scary. If you, if, if you haven't seen it, I don't know, it's doing the rounds at the moment. Yeah, Just look yeah. at yeah. skier falls, falls in, in crevice, crevice or something. Yeah. And it's a and, 
It's literally, you can't see it. He's just cruising yeah. down what looks to be a yeah. pretty Heaps innocuous of, yeah, ski, ski run yep. and then just falls into the fucking, into the shadow realm and then <laughs> he's lucky to be alive. Really. Yeah, it was like 10 to 15 metre kind of fall and then you can see the, the crash just keeps it going. Could, yeah, and he was like, lucky to just sort of grab onto the side, side of it. Yeah, yeah, get his, you know, skis wedge and stuff. So. Yeah. Anyways, bit of a, a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finish on dragons. <laughs> Does Hook survive the week? I sp- I said last week that you know Anzac Day. Uh, yeah, this was, is this yeah. is his, his trial. I think, yeah, yeah, and uh, if the, I think if they get embarrassed, it could be. I think if they if they lose by fifty points lose, like they did last year, I think it was actually it was two years ago. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't actually that bad. Max brought it up for me like, for some reason in my brain it was it was quite bad, but uh, it was thirty four ten two two years ago. Um, even still, I think that kind of score line. Uh, and if there's no like, um, it's got it's no grit, be, no uh, fire it, kind of thing. It'll then, be more how they play, yeah, and not so much result. Yeah, if they fold, yeah, I think yeah, done, job done. Well, they'll have to do something. Let's have a look at our dragons' upcoming schedule after because we've already played a fair few of the lower yeah, well, sides it, as it, as it is. If it's not this week, it'll be Tigers yeah. in round ten. I think is what we were talking about. Uh, so we've got Canterbury and Tigers. Upcoming, so the back end's going to be a little bit tricky, I think, for, for Dragons fans. Cowboys away, Chooks again, Dolphins away. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it needs to start stringing together a few wins now, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Win here probably saves his job for at least oh, another 100% month. Oh, 100% on Anzac Day. Yeah. 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 And especially yeah. going into Cowboys and Tigers. Yeah. He'll see out the next three weeks, but yeah, get, get pumped here, play poorly. Um, they'll they'll probably look for a change um, going into mm. those weaker games where they maybe can reset a little bit, uh, maybe find some form. Mm. Mm. Two bottom teams. God, I saw some fucking window licking journalist asking him the stupidest questions like, mm. like <laughs> so, so Anthony, do you think you're going to survive? Like literally what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. But asking to his face, like what the fuck do you think he said? Are you getting fired? <laughs> yeah. Like, like who comes up with this shit? Yeah, true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What's he meant to say? So when are you heading down a Centrelink? <laughs> yeah, like what, like what are you meant to say to that? Yeah. I think there's been a know. rare occasion uh, across sports where the guy has been told and he's known he's, known, he's been tapped on the shoulder and he's like, yeah, I'm getting sacked in, in a couple of days later. I'm done. But 90% of the time it's just like, I don't know, I'll leave it up to the board. They'll make yeah, the best yeah, decision. Yeah, the most vanilla the club and, coming back. Yeah. And yeah. Then Even if you know, you're not going to say publicly. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that's yeah. the soundboard. That's the what they quote they put in the paper. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. We we can blow out enough shit like that. <laughs> of course, that's <laughs> right. For headlines, if you want. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's almost like I don't know. Podcasters talking about yeah. mainstream media in a you know dis uh, disheartening way. It's it's kind of like what do you what do you meant to say to that? Yeah, you should. They should be asking more like informative questions that are interesting. It's like uh, you had fourteen errors in this game. How do you think you're going to improve on that for next week? And it was a, that was a mud game last week against, yeah. the, against the Raiders. Yeah. It was mm. that was hard to watch. Yeah, but that's like an actual answer he can talk <laughs> yeah, exactly, about. Yeah, it's like that's yeah, his so job. That's it's like, all right, I'm going to have to do these things during the week. We're going to mm. coach about this. This is the fundamentals we'll focus on. Mm. Um, so we get ready for. The roosters. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, but that, hey, that's it. I guess hey, that's Anthony, interesting. I just like to know: uh, Do you like stepping on Lego? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> do, you, do you like doing your tax returns? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, Storm yeah. Warriors. Uh, this has become obviously the the second sort of staple on Anzac Day over the past few years. The Warriors 
The Waz, they're, they're looking pretty, pretty good. Hot. Pretty good. Uh, they, they do run into the storm. Yeah, they are currently mm. five and two, and uh, Melbourne's been a little bit lacklustre. So uh, I don't think we'll do a full preview of that one, but it'll be uh, – uh, The only question I have for you is should the Warriors play in New Zealand on Anzac Day? be great for – It would be nice. Anzac camaraderie, wouldn't it? It's, it's been Amy Park the last few years yeah, for, yeah. for this. Yeah, well, I think historically for the Warriors is they play in Australia on Anzac Day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I tend to agree. I think it'd be um, uh, an excellent uh, show of the you know the Anzac you know, mm, the spirit uh, the the NZ bit in that. So um, for our Kiwi brothers, that yeah, they get a get a home game on Anzac. They would sell the shit out of oh, Ma- Mount Smart. That that could be. You could start thinking about having it somewhere bigger, perhaps. Mm, who would you play? Well, let's see. Keep it Storm. Yeah, you Storm. Just, yeah, yeah, just have the have it being in yeah, in New there. Zealand. Yeah. But the, the problem is that they're Mrs. Melbourne. Oh, and I think that's yeah. the – I think it's a very deliberate move from the NRL to – because so obviously covers, we're going to talk about it. covers all the states. Though. When you've got 100,000 people just down the road at the MCG, the, the NRL is, yeah. has yeah. made this move to say, look, we are also in Victoria and, and have a presence. Mm. Yeah. So what do they, they play for the Michael? A quarter of, of, of the people there. Yeah, Michael Moore Trophy, is that what that said? Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's right. Because it looks like they have two, oh, okay. two games in this. It's like so two game series. Okay. They always play know. twice. They, they must have. Uh, not in twenty twenty. Uh, but most well, twenty twenty was COVID though. So oh, that's true. Yeah, they, yeah, they must, they must yeah. always play twice. Mm. Look, there's a lot of purple in that. There is. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, no, no the shit. <laughs> <laughs> the storm. Yeah, uh, I, I, but I don't know. I think I'd love it. I see why they do it. And that's why I guess my suggestion would be you'd pick one of the other clubs, send probably a Sydney team to that's New Zealand. A, that's a lot of history to undo. I know, but then that keeps your Melbourne team there and, and yeah. I think that's less likely. Mm. Mm. Well, that, here's a reason to add a New, another New Zealand team. Well, <laughs> so, well there, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, so you play an Anzac Day special. If uh, if we talk about hip drops uh, all, all season as number one prerogative, uh, <laughs> yeah. number two might be who's 18. So who's 18. Yeah. And uh, second New Zealand team definitely makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. Especially with the crowds you've seen for Warriors games. Big good, um, yeah. Yeah, good. They've, yeah. They've been loving it. And plus there's uh, some uh, inter – into rivalry in New Zealand, um, I think would be great for the game. You get behind your teams, and mm. that's how you start stealing away some of those rugby fans um, who, yeah. uh, you know, have well, they've just transitioned. They, you know, have a lot of New Zealand teams playing each other, and yeah. now they've tr- they've into the phase of their season where they're playing back and forth across uh, the Tasman now. So, where would you base the second team? Wellington, I think. Yes, I have one in Auckland, one in Wellington. Mm. Yeah, you could try and get a South Island team. Christchurch is your only sort of option viable yeah. there. Don't like it's population wise, it's not yeah, great. And then exactly. you also got a team there in rugby called the Crusaders. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it have to be another North Island team, I'd say. That would be yeah. What about yeah. move the Warriors to Wellington? The Wellington Warriors yeah. rolls off the tongue. Well, would they have to new, drop the New Zealand if there's two New Zealand teams? I feel like you would have to. Yeah, yeah split it out. Yeah, we can't have like Australia is playing the Canberra Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be the Australian Raiders playing against the Australian Roosters. So, so they just become. Oh, they both be, they both get New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Or do they just don't have New Zealand in it? It's just just like the Dolphins. Dolphins. The no, 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 no. They're ready to go down that fucking rabbit hole again. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. All right, boys. Let's keep rolling. 
Let's keep rolling. Jimmy? Western Bulldogs are getting their season sort of semi back on track with a pretty comfortable win over Frio uh, on Friday night at Optus. A big last quarter for them. Um, yeah, uh, the really Dockers really. were coming back into this game and then they uh, blew them out in the last. The Bond, how good is he? 31 disposals, 10 tackles, two goals. Three each for Aaron Norton and Bailey Williams. Uh, Frio is yeah, struggling. Yeah, it's not quite panic stations, but it's getting close. They're two and four. Yeah. Mm. We said the same thing about Geelong a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if we're going to we'll, so. we'll get to them in just a second. Saturday, uh, Port Adelaide uh, winning a 40-point win- winners over West Coast. Uh, you see in both- Adelaide, so yeah, shock. <laughs> indeed. You see both uh, West Coast and Frio, 10-9-69. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Finlayson, again, uh, I think we mentioned to it um, Oh, a few weeks ago, but yeah, his wife is uh, is battling cancer, mm-hmm. uh, mm. so definitely uh, thinking thinking of the the Finlayson Finlayson family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he booted five in Ooh. in this one, so um, yeah, kind of a, sort of bittersweet at the moment, I suppose for for Jeremy um, and just yeah, usual suspects again uh, for uh, Port in in Rosie Butters uh, and Wine Wines getting uh, the bulk of it through the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sean, are you at this game? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Brisbane Lions getting a win over GWS here at the Theatre of Dreams, Monica Oval. Oh, it was very beautiful. Uh, the main one out of this was Charlie kicked seven um, mm. and, uh, well, seven two, so he could have had a couple more. Um, just just spraying them a little wide from some set shots. Seven two's okay. Yeah, seven two's <laughs> not too bad. I complained about um, Zach Bailey's hundredth, he got a goal in this too, played pretty well. Um, it, was a bit, it was actually a fairly scrappy game for the Lions. I don't think the Lions um, played as well as they probably would have liked and should have really run, run away with this. Um, and they just left the G, GWS you know, in touch um, to, to be able to uh, potentially you know, claw it back. But in the end, uh, they got the win by at least three goals. Um, and I think for GWS, Toby Green was good and um, Jesse Hogan's actually really good. Um, I was really yeah. impressed with his, his work. Um, in, a, in a losing side, um, the big man, um, yeah, getting lots of uh, contested marks uh, at the top there. You more happy with where the Lions are at after sort of up and down start of the year? I reckon they should have probably put 50 on GWS mm. in this one. And like I said, it was a scrappy kind of game where the, um, uh, and you know, Fags doesn't look happy at the best of times, but uh, I don't think he was happy uh, throughout a lot of this one. Um, because they just had so many lull periods. You know, they took mm. the foot off. They get five goals ahead, and then they would slow down, let them back into it, and you know that five goal lead will evaporate down to two. Um, they just uh, really didn't push push the pedal here. So mm. I think they should have been better. Mm. But I think they where are they top four at the moment. Yeah, um, I think that uh, with Carlton uh, losing, yeah, then they are fifth. Fifth, yeah. Okay. Yep. So they, you know they're right where they kind of need to be. They got to keep that going. Um, you know, the main thing, as we keep saying, is they got to beat those big Melbourne teams in Melbourne. Mel- yeah. um, it's the same thing. We've same for the entire time of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do, do I, I, I like that they've bought a lot of good talent. Um, you know, they've recruited kind of well, but I'm uh, just not sure if they're – again, I'm just not sure if they're over that over that hump to be a premiership winning club, mm. which has been their issue for the last three years, four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another interesting, interesting – 
point of conversation is what Geelong did to the Sydney Swans down there at GMHBA Stadium uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, a few weeks ago we were going, oh, you know, what's going on with the Cats? <laughs> uh, grand final rematch and they absolutely had the Swans number. Uh, I think it was the Swans' worst loss in nearly 100 years. Uh, Almost 100 points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, he's doing a little bit. He's on. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's on track to kick, kick 100 goals. Yeah, uh, which is impressive in today's you know, mm. age of football. So. Mm. 27 at the moment. Mm-hmm. What's that, that maths wise? So 27. He's played six, six games. Six games. 20 Quick maths. Yeah, that's nearly four a game. No, that is more. It's all quick maths. Yeah, quick maths. Quick maths. Four and a half a game. Nearly, nearly five. Yeah. Mm. That, I think I saw some of the, the headlines out of this um, and the Blues game. Some questions being asked about uh, Carlton and the Swans. Uh, do the teams have an identity or do, do they lack um, some sort of, you know, what what's their brand? What is the football that they play? Both kind of young, uh, you know. Probably trying to establish. establish is, yeah. Probably both. Uh, well, Sydney made a grand final last year, so we, can we just say put it down to them yeah. being young and yes. and inexperienced? Mm. No, they're actually a pretty fucking good footy footy team. Obviously, uh, the last two outings against the Cats, um, they haven't played anywhere near yeah. near their best. It could just be you know the the matchup on paper and Geelong just yeah. they've got no, their, their yeah, got number, the number yeah don't. knows them in, inside mm. and out and knows where their strengths are and the Swans just haven't lost um, not haven't learned from those losses quite yet. Mm. I don't, maybe it's a key defender thing as well because the big Tomahawk, mm-hmm. he, he birded five in this. Both yeah. of them birded five straight. Um, so I don't know if, if it's if it's that. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, but, but the Cats have, have definitely turned things around mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. after starting the, the year. Where are they three. sitting? They're, they're in the top eight now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah so they've, they've won three in a row after starting 0-3. Oh, yeah. And actually that – that game against Hawthorne, their first half was neck and neck. Mm-hmm. So it's really – it's ten quarters of footy that they've really strung together. Yeah. yeah they obviously got off their life support and mm. um, kicked them full of uh, you know, adrenaline and the, the old fellows are finally standing up. Their percentage is 137. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild <laughs> losing your first three games. Yeah. That's crazy. The Crom continue to be cromulent uh, and get a win down there in Tassie, uh, although it's probably a little bit uh, closer than, than Adelaide fans would have liked. Uh, Hawks always put up a good good show uh, in Tassie. Uh, Big Texan, he booted four. Darcy Fogarty uh, mm. there with three. Uh, did anyone see any highlights of this? No. no, no. Not at all. I just uh, was more interested in where the Crom's currently sitting. Are they – They're fourth. They're fourth. fourth. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're asking about Brisbane, it's, it's them neck and neck uh, yeah, yeah. percentage uh, splitting them. They're, they're a very interesting team. Um, you know, old with Walker but young everywhere else. Yep, yep. Um, St Kilda we'll talk about now because uh, mm, mm. Adelaide, if it wasn't for the Saints being top of the table, the table uh, yeah. everyone would probably be talking about how overs uh, the Crom are going. Yep. Um, but St Kilda uh, took care of, uh, of my Blues uh, last night. Uh, just sort of got that early early sort of 20-point lead and then held it. Yeah, just held it and Blues couldn't really um, capitalise on, on a fair few inside 50s. Uh, we did have a have a stat actually from our AFL uh, correspondent and former well, – no, no, not former. Uh, fellow, <laughs> he didn't die. <laughs> he didn't die. <laughs> fellow uh, Blues tragic is, is what I was after. You might be former after – <laughs> he's, he's really going, fins up, baby. He's, really he's throwing the towel in. Uh, uh, 
Carlton had 86 more possessions than, than the Saints, but four less inside 50. So they're winning heaps of it out of the middle, uh, but not converting that into clearances. Yeah. Or, uh, or they're just dicking around 50. with it too much, just yeah. moving the ball around, but not actually getting Yeah, maybe a little bit too much uh, off halfback. Yeah. Uh, but that, that should, forward. Yeah, generally when you have nearly 100 more posies than the other team, you win pretty comfortably. Yeah. That, that is the hope. That is the hope. Big Harry because his uh, his goal kicking has still left a little bit to be desired. If there's any sort of yeah, I, I've heard um, he's petitioned the AFL to make him wider because <laughs> he's struggling at the moment <laughs> hitting targets. So that that is uh, uh, that's a fossil kind of joke, <laughs> right there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's like good one, uh, Billy Brownless. Yeah. Nah, Billy Brownless is yeah. good one, Dad. Good one, Sam Newman. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original yeah. Foss. Uh, Big Sammy. Uh, Fucking, mm. they closed down the golf courses in COVID. And I too was up in arms <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> there were millions of people dying, but golf. Uh, and look, I'm a golfer. So, so fair <laughs> enough, Sammy. Good on you, Foss. Those greens might have got you. Yeah, they might have had COVID. Oh, do you remember that? <laughs> the fucking the foam in the, in, the, uh, in the cup and they closed yeah. all the ball washers. And yeah. Yeah. That was Crazy. off the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we need to talk about something a bit more serious. or It sort of ties into what we're talking about with hip drops mm-hmm. and, uh, and the NRL's harsh stance on it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. thing that the AFL seems to be cracking down on is the sling tackle as well as the bump. bumps. Yep. Uh, I've seen a few articles sort of along the lines of does the bump even have a place in the mm-hmm. AFL anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Motlop had a sling tackle in this one. He's the eighth player to be suspended for a sling this season, yep. following the likes of Taylor Adams, Zach Merritt, who now obviously won't be able to win a Brownlow. I don't know if he was on Brownlow pace, but there was some chat about that. Mm-hmm. Will Day, Gary Rowan, Ryan Burton, Nathan Broad. No one has gotten off at the tribunal either when they go for a sling tackle. So the AFL yeah, definitely well, – dangerous tackle. So, mm. yeah, so uh, – what, what do you think, Peppy? It's da- it's da- it's it is a dangerous tackle. You sl- that slinging action obviously exposes the head. Yeah, uh, concussion. But, you see it a lot. But, but more. not just that. Like you, you know, outside of the whole concussion rhetoric, then mm. we don't need to go down that because we've already sort of done it to death recently. Mm-hmm. That slinging motion, you know, broken wrist, dislocated shoulder, that those kind of things come into into play. And you see it a lot in the AFL where it's more of, you know, you've actually, because the guy's holding the football, you're wrapping up his arms mm. and in the yeah. sling he's basically unprotected. Like he can't yes. brace for a fall or anything now that, like that. Now that's the justification. Monks, yeah. if you wouldn't mind yeah. trying to find this uh, this Jesse Motlop one. Mm-hmm. They are erring on the side of over-officiating in my the way that I've sort of interpreted some of these. Yeah. And, well, watching more games this year, you're seeing probably less no, – not less tackles, but less like any any kind of try to force to get to the to the ground. I think the players have kind of uh, not learnt the lesson but, uh, you know, understand the consequences and, mm. and are doing it less. Mm. Uh, so you're seeing a lot more of standing up. You know, they're just wrapping a guy up and holding him in position and the – uh, waiting essentially for um, the umpy to, to call held. Um, and the problem with that is if if the players – if you're trying to tackle Christian Petrarca and you don't have the mentality of taking him to the ground, he, he can brush that tackle pretty easily. Yeah, well, um, I'm pretty sure I saw one from – I think Rainer on the weekend. He, uh, one fend uh, put it on the boot and 
you know, through the goal. Like those guys, like, a classic example of yeah. a strong dude with a fend, um, that, you know, can break away from those kind of tackles. Um, but I think more so in the AFL, I can see it kind of transitioning more away from uh, from the, the um, tackling to more of the, you know, trying to grab a jersey thing and a, the scrappy mm. kind of play, like it looks mm. more more scrappy, the, mm. the visual, um, and have more ball movement than actually the the stoppages, which, uh, you know, can maybe speed the game up a little bit, maybe changes a bit. Mm. But it doesn't take – are we going the way where it's going to take the tackle completely out of the game? Mm. This one – look, Dougal Howard's head hits the ground there. Yeah. yeah. So f- for him to cop a week, I think that's probably f- fair. Yeah. You, yeah. you are looking at a much smaller man in Jesse Motlop yeah. tackling a like, much like bigger man in Dougal. He, he lands on his shoulder and he <clears throat> doesn't maybe have as much contact with the head, but I think the action yeah. of you've done a sling tackle. If it, this, it hits his head there. Yeah. yeah. It's, that like it's shoulder, shoulder, like shoulder first. But, but you say, the, I guess the point being is more like if there's a younger guy, a smaller bloke, and you did that to him and he probably had more force in the head, you could have mm. concussed him. Mm. So it's just like we've penalised the fact that you've done a sling tackle and less the um, – you know the fact that you know there was nothing really mm. came out of the, out of this one. So kind of like that whiplash sort of yeah, action where it's yeah. like kind of bounces. You see heaps of it in the AFL, which is interesting. But it's very much that motion. You get the pick up the football and you wrap the arms up and you. Try I think to it's the three hundred and sixty degree nature of the game. Yeah, that's well. true. Yeah, you're yeah. not running into a line. Yeah, versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he comes in. You know, it's coming from the side for him to make a tackle. Anyways, we've seen it in both uh, of the big. Codes that we like to follow in, in the league and in the Aussie rules. Mm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see as the season goes out, uh, you know, with both of them sort of setting the standard, is that going to continue uh, as, as uh, we sort of move closer towards finals footy? Yeah, well, mm. I think it's probably slightly more interesting talking point at the moment with the NRL kind of going into you know, the, their equivalent of the All-Stars period with the origin coming up, the state of origin, and how that's going to be officiated with – um, you know, this heavy, heavy take on it, considering if you look at previous oranges and how physical they've been. You reckon there's going to be three hip, hop, hip drop <laughs> sim bins uh, in, in a half of origin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would say no. I'd say no, but you also wouldn't put past um, the landers in the NRL to do something like that. Um, whereas the, my point being with the AFL, though, they've got another – what, 14, 15 rounds until they even get close to finals football. So it's mm. a foreseeable mm. future. So there might be enough adjustment between the officiating and the players actually learning what's good, mm. what's, what's um, what you can get away with, um, that it's less of an issue come finals time. Because uh, you know, the, the same rhetoric is uh, something like that. You miss a week, sling tackle, you miss a grand final kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, what happens if Jesse Motlop's done that in a preliminary final? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, AFL set the precedent. They've set the standard of what they're gonna gonna do, and they just gotta follow through with it. Yeah, same with the, same with rugby league, and it's the same conversation. It's all about player safety. You know, AFL's got their two lawsuits. The NRL probably will get one in the not too distant future. Um, and yeah, they've they've gone very heavy on player safety. What football looks like, you know, in a couple of years, probably different to how it looks now. Um, I don't think we'll ever return to the golden era of sports of the 90s where no one gave a fuck about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly for good reasons. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, the Suns did a demolition uh, job on the ruse. I actually don't have a score there in the notes because I did that last night. Uh, uh, it was 97 to 54. Uh, 
14, 13 for Sun, 7, 12 for the Roos. So really accuracy sort of shooting, shooting themselves in the foot there. Could have uh, shot themselves in the foot and missed. Did the yeah. Chisel did the Chisel play or is he out hurt at the moment? No, he played, I'm pretty sure. He did. I thought I was I was looking to find some stats from him. I couldn't see much. Oh, because he only or maybe he got hurt because he only had eleven. Yeah, yeah. So given the start that he's had, yeah, can yes. we get a Chisel update, please? See if you can find yep. a Chisel update. Uh besides that, D's and Tigers are currently playing. We're in the third quarter, forty six to fifty eight. Um, Tigers got out to a strong start, but it looks like the Demons are slowly starting to reel them in. Valuable lesson for young Rue, Harry Sheasel mm. after Sun's loss. Maybe they just took him out of the game. No. Like, I'm, I'm, as in um, the, like the Sun's played well enough. Oh, you, right. know, so you get my point? Like, is it, they, it, they, yeah. Yeah. Negated here. Negated here, yes, yes. Limited to just 11 possessions for the game. Yeah. yeah. Struggled to continue with his ball-winning role. Well, you know, we're at that – how many games have we played now? Six? Six. Yeah, we're at that And kind through of, five he had the most ever th- through these first five. Yeah. Well, mm. the, the, the thing is now we've got tape. They know how North Melbourne plays. They mm. know how he plays and uh, how, you know, pivotal he's been to some of their winning games as well. Mm. Um, yeah, the Suns have done their mm. homework and uh, done a job on him. And he paid off. They got a big win. Yeah, so he's playing with a thumb injury and still got that cork from last weekend against uh, the Lions. Had 83% uh, time on ground as well, so that's pretty stock standard sort of number there. Yeah, not helping the mongrels out this week. No, but I think everyone in AFL Fantasy has uh, <laughs> has the cheese. Yeah. I'll tell you actually how many. 83%? Uh, no, that's his time on ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Full player profile. This is very good listening here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've you got to get some fanny, fantasy 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 football chat. Ownership, 70%. 70% owned. So I think that'll be the most in the AFL fantasy game. Well, Young Cheezle. And yeah. these just kicked another one. We're running a goal behind. And have a good finish in that one, but we will be out of our AFL segment. Let's quickly have a look at tomorrow's big, big game. Uh, mm. It's – cheers. Two teams, I suppose everyone expected Collingwood to, to be playing pretty good footy this year, but uh, I don't think anyone really had Essendon nope. uh, sitting second uh, come come Anzac <laughs> Day round. Uh, Monks, are you going to, you know, watching this, you can perch up somewhere somewhere tomorrow and, and watch this? Yep, yeah, I'll catch this one. Um, yeah, it's obviously going to be a tough, tough match for him to play. Um, as you mentioned before, uh, Merritt's out on suspension. Um Pies get to goey back, mm. um, so it'll be big in for, hit for them. Uh, you know, I've got yeah. a real uh, uh, bone to pick with the AFL and releasing these teams. I was trying to look at a team list on Sunday, and it, yeah. they they weren't re- released. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the fuck's playing? Because I wanted to see uh, if they've gone no ruck, and uh-huh. they have uh-huh. gone no ruck again. So so it's going to be yeah. Ash Johnson. Um, yeah, so Collingwood, yeah, famously the last you know f- couple of weeks, uh, not having an established ruckman, and it hasn't really cost them mm. just yet. Maybe the big, no. big drape, maybe your your maybe. mate, yeah, yeah, might have himself a day. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Uh, I did have a question: When's this game played compared to the Dragons game? Three twenty versus four o'clock, I believe. When Jim yes. starts crying and wanting, he can flick over the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, true. There's, there's well, I'm just going to be flicking between the two two matches then. Yeah. Side by side, get them both going. 
I'm just trying to get a few uh, odds there. little odds. Well, I'm looking at Anzac Day medal. Nick Dacos uh, is paying $3.50 to win the Anzac Day medal. That is obscene. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's had 40 Aussies in the last two games. Well, he's not, pay, he's not paying much more to win the fucking Brownlow. So, so. <laughs> pretty <laughs> impressive stuff there. Mm. Parrish and Dugowie yep. at eights uh, into that man Drape at 15. Scotty Pendlebury at 15. I'd love big Sammy Draper to win it. That'd be <laughs> a bit of fun. It's going to be a, a good game of footy, that one. And as a Carlton fan, I hope they both lose. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket. Uh, that'll wrap us up for the AFL. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to a big, big Anzac Day tomorrow. Uh, if you are around, uh, you know, having a beer for the diggers or attending a dawn ceremony or just having some quiet reflection or spending some time with the family, we hope you have a good day. Yeah, definitely. Yep. For sure. Over to cricket. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, a few really high-scoring games uh, in the last week. Um, Venkatesh Iyer uh, getting a big ton in Mumbai. Uh, Indians' uh, defeat of Kolkata. So despite scoring 104, um, they they weren't able to get the bickies in that one. We are talking IPL, of course. IPL, of course, yes. Rajasthan getting a win against Gujarat Titans. Big heady getting some runs in that one. Then this is one of the multiple games this week to mm-hmm. feature a stupid score. Uh, the Chennai Super Kings uh, scored 226 in their win over Royal Challengers Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Devin Conway, who's doing pretty good uh, in terms of uh, orange cap kind of stuff, he's 83. And Maxi, big Maxi, Maxi uh, scored a few for RCB, 76 of 36, just not uh, quite enough to get RCB over the line. But uh, 226 plus 218, uh, close to 450 runs scored in this game. <laughs> Crazy. From one Aussie oh, doing yeah. well to another Aussie doing well, uh, the Mumbai Indians, who could be uh, renamed the Mumbai Australians, because uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a game. There was a game uh, this this week where all four of their internationals yep. were Aussies. Uh, Cam Green scoring sixty four, not to justify that big big paycheck that uh, that he got thrown his way. And, backed uh, it up with a ball as well. And backed it up with a ball. He had one for 29, but it was all Aussie contingent. Uh, so Berendorf, two for 37. Riley Meredith, two for 33 in uh, in Mumbai. Australians win over Sunrisers Hyderabad. Was that their second win? I think th- I think they've had three. 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 Yeah. It's a pretty close table at the moment. Yeah, it is. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they have had three. Yep. Um, so definitely within a sniff of um, of final stuff, although we are, we're not really even at the halfway point just yet. Uh, Lucknow uh, getting a win against Rajasthan. Trent Bolt, one for 16 from four overs. Uh, don't mind that at all. Uh, and then uh, RCB getting a win against Punjab. Uh, mm-hmm. Faf Duplessis of no relation to Drykus Duplessis. Uh, I was going to say, how do you think it's going to go against Robert Whittaker? Because they've booked that fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know they did book it. Uh, was, I think there was uh. an episode we were looking at most common South African surnames. So I think yeah. Duplessis up there. So, yeah. uh, yes, no, yeah. no, no relation. Uh, however, Faf... He's uh is doing a bit. Uh, he he currently is way up in uh, on that yeah. orange. Almost has a hundred yeah. run lead. Over yeah, yeah. So Shot off within the last week. Yeah. So through seven yeah. games, four hundred and five runs, averaging sixty seven, striking at one hundred and sixty five. If you don't mind, mm. for the Faf man. Coley a few runs in this one. Mo Siraj good with the ball. RCB pretty convincing. All right, boys. DC win. DC win. DC win. Finally, they get off the donut. 
And what was it, the lowest scoring of this round? Uh, pretty much, yeah. A lot of that uh, off a great team bowling effort <laughs> from the Caps with Ishant Sharma, Anarik Nokia, Akshar Patel and Kuldeep Yadav all getting two poles apiece. And Davey Warner, he scored runs again in this one, 57, striking at 139, so slightly lifting that yes, strike rate. Getting better. Uh, we had spoken last week about how he's scoring a few runs but maybe seen a few too many rocks to uh, – uh, to make it really count, uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind that, yeah. So he's he's third on uh, on the uh, Orange Cap leaderboard for most runs. He does have a game in hand. Two eighty five does have a game in hand yeah. too, um, averaging forty seven, uh, striking at one twenty. Look, that's that's a, a touch below most of the others on the list there, but it's also nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, only yeah. only Rahul is under him there, but the mm. rest of them are all more up around the one forty one fifty mark. What about Maxi Maxi Maxi? 253, he's eighth uh, mm-hmm. at the moment, averaging 42, striking at 189. <laughs> Thanks for coming, the big show. Mm. Yes, uh, number nine there, Josh Butler, has got a little bit of work to defend his, yeah, his yeah. cap. Not quite uh, where he was last year. He's uh, yeah. probably about three tons short of where he mm. was last year. Well, even last podcast, I'm pretty sure he was still number one, wasn't he? Mm. And then. Yeah, well, he might have been. He yeah. might have yeah, been moved a fair bit. He's really dropped out, dropped off a little bit. Yeah. And uh, if you remember in the last podcast, I was talking about how RCB had those big three kind of firing and they're in all three of them in the top ten now. And One, four, eight. Yeah, and it's only really, well, it's CSK with Conway and, well, don't even get, make me attempt his name. Come on, give it a try. <laughs> Rudaraj Gakwad. Gakwad, yes, um, as, uh, you know, being the top two in. Uh, Did you say five. Duck Squad? No, Gakwad. <laughs> Squidward. Squidward. <laughs> Squidward. Squidward. <laughs> Um, uh, I can't. I can't get high pitch enough to do a, um, a SpongeBob Squidward. Come on, Squidward. So Gakwad there is at fifth. So you know, as a comparison, they're they're, they're where they need to be. So uh, which is good. Mm. Uh, didn't help them in the next match. No, it did. They won. Sorry, Conway got seventy-seven. I was just. Trying to work it out quickly. Yes, yes. Uh, Conway, <laughs> 77, not uh, Jadu. Jadu, good at cricket, water yeah, wet, etc. They get yeah. the win against Sunrisers Hyderabad. What about this one? Match 30 mm. was the Panda, Panda, Panda show. They are playing for two separate teams. But uh, our boy Hard Dick with 66. Mm. Um, get your 66 on Root Hard Dick. Some, something <laughs> along those lines. I don't know. Jay Root chat. Uh, but his brother, Krunal Panja, two for 16 with the ball in that one. <laughs> The Pandya boys uh, showing why they are, uh, yeah, the best brothers getting around in Indian cricket. Uh, Titans winning there. Mm. Uh, Mumbai Indians drop this one, but another high-scoring game, over 400. Yeah, so 214 Punjab made. Uh, Mumbai falling 13 runs short at 201. Cam Green again in the runs, 67. He must be in that sort of next next run of... Scrolly, scrolly. Uh, maybe not so much. So it, Has he not... No, he, he didn't score many in those first, first few. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, twenty fifth, one sixty six, but three not outs. So yeah. so averaging fifty five, striking at one hundred and fifty five. So fifty five is real good. Yeah, bloody yeah. Eight. yeah, he'll he'll be on his way up in the not too distant future. A game in hand over the others too. Sam Curran, the most expensive player in the uh, IPL auction, uh, mm. bolstered uh, Punjab with their um, 
win there, 55 off 29. Uh, RCB did get another win against uh, Rajasthan Royals. Uh, we spoke about the big three. Uh, Virat did not fire in that one, but when Maxi's going out there hitting 77 of 44 balls, it doesn't matter too much. And then the final game uh, of the week um, was CSK getting a big win against KKR. Look, uh, KKR, they made 186 chasing. Uh, normally you don't lose by 49 runs when you make 186. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, CSK uh, made four for 235. So I think they've got one and two of those big, big totals mm. so far. And Achinka Rahane is sort of more known for playing white ball, uh, white, sorry, playing test cricket, um, maybe more so than his white ball um, capabilities. Turns out he's pretty fucking good at, at T20 cricket, 71 of 29. Mm. And then Jason Roy for Kolkata and Rise is a late addition, 61 of 26, mm. uh, is very handy. Yeah, he's pretty good cricketer to have as sort of a ring in. Yeah, definitely. Imagine, you know, Sunday social kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> calling, oh, come on, you know, boys, we've only got eight <laughs> available. You know, they, they put a game on Australia Day, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of. Kind of go, or, and then, uh, oh, yeah, Jason Roy comes down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's look at the purple cap, uh, and it's the Indians really sort of dominating uh, this one. Uh, Mo Siraj, 13. Arshdeep Singh, uh, maybe our second favourite name uh, mm. in, in the IPL, with 13. Uzi Chahal, who's been a staple over the last few years, with 12. Rashid Khan uh, with 12. And uh, Tusha Deshpande with 12 as well. Mark Wood, after that hot start, uh, has missed a couple of games, I think. Yeah, it, I was gonna, it looks like. Yeah. I was say his average is pretty elite. There, Isn't it? Yeah, 11.8. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's only played four and missed uh, three. Helps when you get five or 14 in the first, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. first outing. Mm. Who's the best Aussie there? Scroll, scroll, scroll. scroll. Yeah, scroll. that's all. Nathan Ellis. Nathan yeah. Ellis. Uh, he's got seven poles in five games. Uh, going and Bancroft. And then Berendorf, yeah. Sorry. I said Bancroft. I think he said Bancroft, yeah. Yeah. Berendorf's numbers are good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Asher Squad as well. Yep. Got announced. Yeah, let's, uh, that's a good way to finish actually. Uh, four. four oh, do you want to go on the table? table. Oh, yeah, go table, table. Go table. table. And then, and then Asher Squad. Yeah. So still <laughs> stuck on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, Delhi Capitals with their first win, but that keeps them slightly in touch with uh, everyone else because um, the two in front of them. Well, they do have a game in hand over the Cold Carter Knight Riders mm. um, who have only won another game, um, have won two. Uh, so it's pretty close there. Top of the tunnels with five wins. So it's a big middle pack yeah. at the moment, mm. uh, um, you know, from second all the way through to seventh really. So still a very, very close. Yeah. Well, I think the hardest thing for DC is just their net run rate. Is um, it shocking? Yeah. M- minus 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. One yeah. That's two. real hard to claw back. Mm. So what, there must be two more games to get to halfway of the season? Yes. Yep. Mm. I th- uh, yeah. I think that, I think they play 14. Most. 14 in total. Yeah. Pretty sure. And so it's, it's there's <laughs> four teams on six. So that's what I'm saying. I think 35, match day 35 will be the, the halfway point. So very close to halfway. Do you have a favourite out of that? Uh, I think the, easy, uh, the Aussie back teams are, um, I'm worried about with Mumbai and Mumbai and Delhi. Delhi. <laughs> um, CSK, if they can go out and score 230-odd runs uh, consistently, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, well, RCB too. They've got the batting power. Can mm. they back it up with the bowling? Um, the Titans are still fighting in there. Mm. Yeah, Again, I think you just sort of got to look at that um, net run rate. Um yeah, well, like, Royals are the best. Mm. Yeah, so 
wins aside, if you if it's a close contest up the top there, you're going to be looking at who's scoring the most runs and mm. um, yeah. Ash, uh, ashes, ashes. Yes. So, holy oh. monkey! Oh, oh no, the laptop. Oh, it's Red Bull. It, it oh, might, it no. might start fly, flying. It might perform better. Yeah, it crashed a second ago. So it did crash a second ago. That's the yeah. second time you've done that, haven't it? It is. No, so, I, well, I think I did the okay. last one, didn't I? Oh, did you do the last one? Yeah, I did the water. Mm. No, I've just, I spilled Red Bull on this one a couple of times. Yeah, that's probably why it doesn't work. Really well. That's not what I want to do. Oh, look at <laughs> We're all over. Oh no, the keys are uh, Ashes. I guess the main, the biggest talking point, of course, was um, Marcus Harris into squad. Peter Hanskin out, and Mitch Marsh in. Yeah, Mitch Marsh in. Yes. Um, uh, Kuhneman missed out. Kuhneman Todd missed Murphy out. in. in. I, I kind of, uh, I kind of made doing good off the top of our heads. Yeah, <laughs> no, Kuhneman made a little bit of sense because um, he, he was he only really went over there as the third. Third. Well, he's he's you know he's fourth essentially. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's going to be behind um, uh, Nathan Lyon and Todd Murphy anyway, and they're probably only going to play Todd, um, Nathan Lyon. Yeah, over so, there that'll be interesting, isn't it? Because you'd imagine the yeah. Murph as good as he's been. Yeah, it'd be. Uh, it'd be one really only all the steam. It really only be Lyon being unfit. You'd think would. Would see yes. Murph yeah. go in. Yeah, and well, stranger things have happened. Yeah, uh, well, again, depends on what deck turns up. But there could be one where they where they go with the two spinners. Yeah, they think it's going to spin a lot. But I think most of the cases is like who can bowl swing, who's going to be our best seamers. It'll be the quick bowlers that'll get get the the lot there. Um, so on that, uh, you've got Pat Cummins, obviously, and then yep. Stark, Hazelwood, Scobo. Scott Boland, mm-hmm. Michael Nisa missing out, which I thought was a little interesting because he's very um, accustomed to English conditions In you know, played a little bit of county cricket and he, he gets a bit of swing playing for Queensland mm-hmm. up here. So maybe a little bit unlucky for, for Nisa to, do, to do miss out. Do you think they're just so locked in because they've got Cameron Green that gives them the option? That, that gives you a fifth quick option. And they're already kind of fighting over Willoughby Bowl and Willoughby Hazelwood. I, I just think when we look at that squad, I would have thought maybe there's a spot for Nisa, but we'll mm. go through the squad and obviously you've only got a limited number of bums that you can put on the seats. Yes. So Pat Cummins, Skipper, Scott Boland, Alex Carey, Cam Green, Marcus Harris. We have to talk about Marcus Harris, the anointed one from the Australian selectors. Uh, keeps getting the opportunities. He did have a very good shield season. Uh, did, uh, did Bancroft? Going back to that, have a better Shield season? <laughs> Bring that up, Lux. We'll have a look at the, the runs in the Sheffield Shield. Because uh, So Bancroft, uh, we spoke highly of, uh, of you know, his Shield cricket, but his return from Sandpaper Gate and being able to go and join the, the boys in India um, would have been quite vindicating for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, misses out on, on this um, – Side and essentially, it's Harris and Renshaw probably that's keeping him him out of it yeah. at the at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Again, Renshaw probably had a a, a very dismal India tour and oh, didn't, didn't have a great. Shocking. Yeah, wasn't mm. didn't get a lot of great opportunities uh, in the you know the South uh, Africa warm up mm. uh, as well. So yeah, I think Peter Hanscom probably hard done by and um, whether Bancroft. I think he's over there playing county cricket at the moment. Mm. So whether they. Could have looked his way. Um, did you get some stats? Or are you still working on it? No, he got. He scored nine hundred and forty-five shield runs, which was leaps and bounds ahead of yeah. second. So, yeah. what more is he meant to do? And when I say leaps and bounds, like three hundred runs <laughs> <Yeah>. than, <laughs> than Daniel Drew, who who was second. What was Macarthur? 
bring it up, Marcus. Uh, can you bring up the Shivio viewer oh, stats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to see Marcus Harris, who I believe had a reasonable shield season. Um, whilst Monks looks that oh, up, uh, we'll go through the rest of the names. Hazelwood was going to be a lock, head lock. Mm-hmm. Josh Inglis going to be the the backup gloveman, which is uh, mm-hmm. nice to see. Uh, Uzi. Marnus, Nathan Lyon, mm, that's strong, isn't it? Uh, through K and L there, uh, Mitchell Marsh, Mitchell Marsh, uh, call back into the Australian Test squad uh, was essentially had some of the worst numbers ever for a number six. Uh, I'm not when, sure when it comes to red ball cricket, but we've yeah. seen what he's been able to do in the white ball f- formats uh, do, over do the last few years. Do you think it's purely just Cam Green cover? I think so. Yeah, I I think Cam Green is our locked in number six. Yeah, um, they they give a sort of like for like with body type and uh, what they kind of deliver. But yeah, I although think, Marsh hasn't been bowling much recently, yes, and hasn't really done much in Red Bull format for hitting a ball either. So, and his IPL form at the moment is not great. Um, to follow on with that, so yeah, he's a bit of head scratcher. Uh, so Jimmy's pulled up. The, Shield stats, so Harris was yep. there, only played nine matches, did get 600. What was the average in 37? 37.5, what I find, two tons. What I find interesting if you scroll up that list to see Peter Hanscom who had played <laughs> yeah. only six matches, got 600 and was averaging 70. Doesn't make Hard done good. by the old footbrush. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. also kind of saved our ass in India a few times. Now, yes, horses for courses, they say yeah. he's a good player of spin. But uh, you'd think uh, would have done enough to retain at least a, a spot on the plane. Yeah. I would have thought so too. Like over the guy he already replaced, which was Renshaw, I Mm. would have thought that made more Mm. sense. Um, And like I said, Bancroft was heads heads above everyone else. Yeah, 300 runs ahead. Made four tons. And average 60 from 20 innings as well. Mm. So Hard done by. Hard done by there, Bancroft. The rest of the squad, Mm. Todd Murphy is going to go over as a second spinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, What a story that's been. Matt Renshaw, we just spoke about it. Uh, If he does get an opportunity, which would only really really be from injury, you'd think, Uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully for his sake he can take it. Mm -hmm. Smudge, uh, Starkey and David Warner. Now, Warner's going to have a heap of pressure. I had had two questions on this squad. Um, first one is, does David Warner retain an opening spot or mm. do you go with Travis Head? Because um, uh, I guess the question is the way Head kind of plays is kind of like what young Warner was. So Aggressive. There, yeah, there is there is kind of a little bit of a like for like there. Mm. Um, and is, I guess, Head the anointed uh, to take that spot when David Warner does retire in a, you know, maybe a couple of years or is he forced into retirement <laughs> earlier? It could be it? sooner than a few years. Because if you don't. Play him as an opener. Where did Davy fit in? Does he then play switch spots? Does he then play five where Head was? Does that make sense? Uh, I think w- my feeling is that Warner will will retain his opening um, spot, and for everything that he's done for Australian cricket, uh, probably justified so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you take out that two hundred at the MCG, the form in Test cricket is it's close to horrendous. Yes. And on top of that, his career form in in English conditions not not great. Yeah. Stuart Broad. Yeah, well, I was going to say check his record against Stuart Broad. Yeah, it hasn't really. Uh, <laughs> I've seen some some of the vision been compelling of, viewing of Broad playing counter mm. cricket at the moment, and that ball is moving all over the place. He he knocked Bancrove over for a duck, I think, the other mm. day. Um, so yeah, Stuart Broad in great form. Which doesn't bode well for Warner. Um, well, maybe that's a conversation. Do you protect him a little bit from 
uh, Jimmy Anderson's shirt ball, the, the new ball, and you send out Driver's Head instead and mm. bring him in later. I don't know if that's going to do anything for his his confidence. Confidence, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If that's what the if that's the justification, I don't know. Do you not pick him? Is it, is well, that, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of Aussies that I've seen in the comments who really, for whatever reason, like to hate on David Warner, and, mm. and it seems to be uh, a bit of a narrative that that a lot of people. So, think that his time's done. I don't share that view. Yeah, I would have said if they'd brought Hanscom who played five in India, mm. I would have, have yeah. I would have retained that like that that the last two games, mm. I probably would have retained, you know, that kind of top order uh, mm. batting lineup. I I would have been happy happy with that going into England, you know, backing off that form. Mm. Um uh you know, maybe give Hanscom a, a chance to lock down that fifth spot mm. and head, you know, who played pretty well. And those last two scoring good runs as an opener, maybe can he cement that spot for himself as well? Considering how well he's played, you know, just outside throw, of the sub, yeah, yeah, outside of the subcontinent. Well, just in general, he's been mm. a, a elite, and yeah, maybe David Warner misses out. But the fact is, uh, the only other batsmen they've taken is probably Mark Saris and Renshaw. Then no, I wouldn't put either of those in there. Mm. That's fifth fifth spot. Um, so maybe it's a. a Easier, safer option for it to be Davey open and play head of five. Mm. What do you find anything interesting there, Jimmy? Yeah, Mark's on the uh, old house stat. He's got uh, the overall uh, scores for for Davey Warner versus England. Yeah, it's probably not really relevant. It's a bit. It's a while ago since they played in England. Mm. What, what are the What are the columns there, Jimmy? I need some runs somewhere. Yeah, matches innings. To do how does me? There you go. Runs. There you go. Maybe if you make this full screen, it should open it up a lot more. Oh, that's no, no. not full screen. Well, yeah. That's not full screen either. We got some uh, Spitfire. Is that what they are, Spitfires? Yeah, yeah Spitfire Rawr. and a Hurricane, I think. Rawr. Jimmy loves his planes. Here we go. The fastest research man when he's on. Oh, he's, he's trying to work out that Red Bull. Scroll. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So that maybe scroll go down, down because it's, it's reverse order. There yeah, we go. There we go. So the last time that they that Davey was over there in England, this is uh, his scores. 11, 5, naught, 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 61, 5, 3, 8, 2. Not good reading that that 2019 Ashes. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you got there? You got Broad, Robinson, Wood, Broad, Archer. Anderson, Stokes. It's mostly broad. broad. Archer, Broad, 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 Archer, Archer. Yeah. It's it's mostly Stewie Broad. Uh, the, I guess the, the one good thing for us is Archer hasn't been paying much IPL at the moment. Still dealing with his injuries. I so. think he's back. Yeah, well, let's hope he's not too far back. Because <laughs> <laughs> Broad and Anderson's are nothing. I don't want Archer as well. Their pace stocks over there are pretty nuts. Go yeah. back uh, to 2015, Ashes. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Anderson, Ali, Ali. So, but, Ali. but much better Anderson, numbers Anderson, overall. Stokes. Mm. Yeah, but no Broad. <laughs> no, you're, that's true. <laughs> and still no, tu- no, no tons, but respect, yeah, respectable. 52, 38, yeah. 83, 77. Um, and then 2011 Ashes over there, was he in that? No. No. Uh, 13, I, th- I think I've quick math fucked myself as usual. <laughs> 541, 371, Well, six, there, there's broad three 12. there in a row. It's broad, broad, broad. So never has a ton, ton in England. We'd love to see it. Would love to see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the other question is, who's the quick do you take? Do you take Hazelwood or Boland? Mm. Who's in your I, starting? Hazelwood, I think, has to be for me. 
I feel oh, you bowling in e- England conditions. <laughs> so you're saying Stark's a lock? Yeah. I, I, again, we've had that conversation. Stark offers the difference. Yep. Yeah. He's just different from, you know, Cummins, Hazelwood are very similar and Boland's. Left, you got a left quick, bit, you know, can scare the fuck out of the yeah. bounces. Exactly. In, in Yorker when he's Stark's on. Stark's been good in India. Like, you you got to – he – after Paddy went home and he essentially was the only fast bowler that did any bowling um, – he uh, in his limited amount, limited work there was pretty good. So, I think maybe Boland, who bowls like a heavier ball, like that's just the the way he bowls, just seems like he, he delivers a heavier kind of uh, impacting ball. Maybe that'll have some difference in the in the swing over there in England. Um, yeah, whether in that that conditions that you can get a bit more movement. I'd be interested to at least try him and say game one and see what he can, you know, wh- whether he can give you any of that. Mm. Um, and if not, you've always got Hazelwood as you know, backup to potentially come in here. Because I, I think I think you you've seen Hazelwood and what he probably delivers. Boland's a bit of an unknown, and maybe that's something you you want to have a look at and see what he can do. There is a world where all four quicks play as well. True, true. Mm-hmm. But time will tell. The other thing is, well, the tactics that they take in terms of the lineup for the. World Test Championship final against India. True, that's a first. Yeah, might be a slightly different to, towards um, the tactics that they take for, for England. But yep. we got, what, six weeks to think about it. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we've only really got, got the 17-man squad and, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely start talking a bit more sort of ashes and World Test Championship uh, sort of early June. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. NBA? Moving on. Press the I'm going to press this button and then I'm going to go get some stuff to clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky? A little bit. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! The NBA playoffs are off and running uh, over the last mm-hmm. week and uh, there's been some great storylines. Uh, let's different. start off in the East uh, with the Bucks actually trailing the Heat two games to one and all of that's really been dependent on the Greek freak. We've got the New Jersey up there. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out to oh, – I can't remember the name of this joint. Uh, but there's a Jersey joint down at Marimbula, um, South Coast, New South Wales. Go check it out if you're in that – uh, vicinity, uh, but the the Bucks lose Giannis in game one with back spasms following a heavy fall onto his back, yeah. and Jimmy buckets uh, doing Jimmy buckets yeah, things, Jimmy buckets if you will, mm-hmm. uh, had thirty five in this one. Uh, but then no Giannis, no worries in game two. The Bucks win. Uh, there was I think twenty odd between. So uh, I'm assuming that was home for Bucks away nah, home. Nah, home home. Home, home, okay. Two, two, one, one, one if required. I was just double checking. I was just interested to see um, uh, if they could, no one could win at home in this. But uh, I I just, um, I I tuned in to see some of that second game to see if they, without Giannis, because he was not going to play in Mm. that, whether um, the Bucks as a team are very much, you know, built around him. Uh, what they were going to do, and I just wonder if maybe they got into the heat head a little bit. And yeah, they, they won. won co- they won comfortably in that. Uh, Brooke Lopez had twenty five. Uh, Drew Holiday had twenty four. Pat mm. Connaughton twenty two, and our man Jingling Joe with with seventeen. Real team team effort. Yeah, maybe it's just a bit of uncertainty. But then the I guess the news that he definitely wasn't going to play in game three. 
Um, Going back, heat, back to South Florida. Yeah, the Heat came, came out and um, yeah, got a big win. And Buckets again, 30. And we talk about how reliant the Bucks are on Giannis, but the Heat are exactly the same with, with Jimmy. Yeah, well, we saw that he didn't play – most of the, of the year, first half yeah. of the year. And so they were outside of the, the top eight for the yeah. most of the first half. Well, that's why they – where they finished? They finished in eighth? Eighth, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – but then, of course, they played in the finals last year. So they uh, definitely have a very talented squad and mm. um, without Giannis, um, I th- if he misses more games, I think they'll get past him. Yeah, well, yeah. And the Bucks get bounced, which would be a crazy you, story. Well, that would be – Wild to, to even consider how, how many multis or parlays will get fucked. Parlay. <laughs> pa, 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 parlay. Caribbean chat. Cavs, Knicks. Knicks are close to home and hose here. 3 1. Uh, they Knicks fans are already celebrating like they've won the series. Yeah. <laughs> Cavs were pretty unlucky to lose that first game. Uh, they had a big effort from Donovan Mitchell, uh, but the Knicks get the win there. Their only uh, win in the series so far was Cavs at home uh, with Darius Garland uh, playing pretty well. But uh, Julius Randle's been been doing a bit. Uh, might bring up some numbers for this series. Uh, and when – uh, game five is because the Knickerbockers are one win away from going through. Yep. For the top. Mm. Game five is Thursday morning our time, 9 a.m. That'll be a Wednesday night game over there. Mm-hmm. So actually it's a, yeah, a couple of days break for them in that one. Well, they yeah. might have played those because they've played four already. So they might have played the three, um, three and four very close together. Mm. Jalen Brunson's been doing a bit. RJ Barrett, they're one of those teams, like obviously Randall's their, their, the dude, their figure yeah. piece, but uh, again, a, a pretty well-rounded team. Look, I think in the East, uh, it's all – the chat all year has been Bucks and Celtics. <laughs> yeah, Bucks may not get, may not be in that conversation. Yeah, they get bounced by the Heat. Mm. Um, I guess Heat takes that spot. And we're going to talk about the 76ers who yes. didn't really drop a beat uh, with a series sweep against the Nets, mm-hmm. although there were a few fiery nut shots. Uh, yes, yes. Now, you thought Harden's uh, ejection in that game three, was it game two, yep. uh, was justified? Yeah, well, there's one angle that shows it from the referee and you um, watching plenty of UFC, you can see how he kind of <laughs> – he actually like tucks the arm and the elbow goes out. Like there's a pointed elbow. Uh, for those in the oh, view, you can see really my gets his elbow. Yeah, though. it gets my point. Well, you can see his actual pointed elbow there, and that's what cops the nuts. So I, I can see why um, he got tossed for that. Uh, like maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe he was trying to run through, and as he's running through, he's in that cocked motion with the the elbow out. Um, cocked motion. But, but I, he's he's fist closed as well, so it actually <laughs> looks like um, what you constitute uh, trying to elbow someone. That's mm. that's what it looks like. Uh, so from the visual from the referee, I can see why he tossed him. For mine, I thought it was more incidental and I would have been happy with flagrant one. Mm. Uh, but the weird thing was where Joel Embiid actually li- kicked literally <laughs> kicked up and there was intent there, yeah. That's uh, that went as a flagrant one and didn't get a yeah. – Didn't someone else bounce. kick someone else in the nuts before that game and then they got a game suspension as well? Possibly. Yeah. I th- think there's been plenty of nut shots and there was also the LeBron nut shot today um, from Brooks too. So um, all the nut shots uh, in the NBA. Dylan Brooks, he's becoming one of those NBA – Bad Villains. boys as well, isn't he? Yeah, villain big time. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, Celtics pretty much home and hose uh, against the Hawks. They did. They have dropped one. Uh, is there game five tomorrow or is it Thursday? Their game. Jeez, oh, 
uh, I don't know, it's, it's Wednesday, so it's Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, I was having a look because I was thinking, oh, geez, Anzac Day viewing a little bit of morning basketball into mm-hmm. the footy might be nice. Uh, that Bucks Heat game is, mm-hmm. is tomorrow morning our time. That'll be tasty. And then into the, the Grizz and the Lakers, which brings us into the West. And let's start with the Grizz and the Lakers. Uh, mm-hmm. Lakers up 2-1 in this one. Uh, the first ga- game, obviously the Grizz had a game plan for shutting down AD and LeBron. LeBron yep. So Rui Hachimura and Hillbilly Kobe Austin yeah, yeah. Reeves come out and <laughs> put up 52 points between the two of them. Uh, Jar missed game two. And Grizz win. Grizz so. won without him, <laughs> without him. So quite similar to the Bucks winning yeah. without Giannis. Uh, he, there was a bit of carry on from Jar in this one. It, it mm. turned out it was just a, a bruise, the hand essentially. But uh, when he left the game, th- there was a lot of concerns that he had, had broken his hand. Um, obviously, it didn't affect him in game three. He came out and, and put up 45 uh, nearly with a triple double, but they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Jar influence on this team is, is a little, un- I don't know, a little unusual. Sometimes basketball is interesting when, when your superstar does sit for one and, and the team's able to win. Without them, um, you know, maybe maybe they're trying to run a bit too much offense through him. I'm uh, not, I think sure. I think one hundred percent that's what it is. He just sucks so much ball, and everything's mm. kind of through him that he maybe bottlenecks it a little bit, um, which doesn't give give them uh, enough looks elsewhere to you know, potentially keep pace um, keep pace with a team like the Lakers, who you know though have had their struggles all year, have still got talent. Still got a guy called LeBron playing for him, so who knows how to <laughs> win at this time of yeah, year? Playoff, playoff basketball. Yep. So yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I they play tomorrow, don't they? They're tomorrow as well. That's fun tomorrow. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Yeah, Nugs and T Wolves. Uh, mm-hmm. Nugs up three to one in this. Uh, you're sort of a semi Denver mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, when well, it comes to the NBA, uh, I did see because you know the Wolves do like to go big. Um, uh, they've kind of taken out that that kind of game plan um, to try to take Joker out a little bit more, so mm. put a bit more pressure on him, knock him over a bit more. Um, and i uh, actually seen that from a lot of the NBA games, you know, a little bit more of the aggression and a little bit more pressure on the stars. Um, but then I, you kind of think about it, I was like, oh, I guess it's playoff basketball that now playing defense. So <laughs> That's what it is, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. so he was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, now they're playing some hard, you know, quality um, you know, hard fighting games in the in the paint, so uh, you see more of that for the Joker, and it was some interesting in that. But I still think the Nuggets will be too good for the Timberwolves. Um, they won't be caught out yet. Um, I think yeah, yeah, maybe one of those Lakers or Golden State Warriors teams uh, might have something to say in the next round. It's interesting you mentioned about uh, teams playing defense for once. The uh, Timberwolves in game one put up eighty, and the Nets put up eighty four. Um, in their game two against the 76ers. I think both of those were season lows or close to season lows for them. Yeah. Well. Yes. Uh, what's left? Suns, Clippers? This is going to be classic case of day-by-day injury updates, yeah. but Monks, if you wouldn't mind, oh, you've got it there. Kawhi, yeah. <laughs> is it going to happen at all? Uh, doesn't look like he is going to be back anytime soon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Paul George? Probably the same. No, I think I think that's less likely, isn't it? Yeah, let me bring up Paul George as well. Well, either way, it's a, the Westbrook show at the moment, and but he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good, yeah. but unfortunately, they're going up against the Suns. Um, who Booker's been actually been playing really well for them, mm. putting up heaps of points. Uh, I think the Suns will get through the Clippers here, and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, yeah, it's pretty tasty there in the West. Because, well, then we go into Kings and Gonstat Warriors who. How fun. Yeah, Kings were up <laughs> to nothing. And then the um, the Warriors have brought it back. Um, you know, Draymond Green's been playing some good defensive basketball. Mm. Shock. Uh, and then uh, Curry and Thompson can uh, get them buckets. You see the uh, that game three, the atmosphere there in the Chase Centre. Mm. Holy dooly. The. Mm. There was some atmosphere in there, that's for sure. Uh, and the Kings boys maybe not really used to that. Uh, no, you know, given, not playoff. Given a lot are, of them. Are they the youngest team in the playoffs? Oh, we looked this up. We looked at the for, up for the we, whole uh, NBA. Yeah, and we looked at OKC. But looking at those no, lists. No, I've got a feeling that there is a younger team. Well, I think Suns, I'm Nuggets, Wolves, Clippers, Golden State Lakers would all be older. Grizz probably be older. What about the East? You scroll up for me for a sec, Jimmy. I'm just trying to remember teams. You're going. Uh, I'm just that, off. off the East I'm going off old. field. The East teams are old. The yeah, Bucks, Bucks are the oldest Heat. team in the league. Field Bucks, Heat, Cavs, yeah. Knicks, Sixers, maybe Nets. Nets, Nets, and Monks has got it. Nets and Kings. The Grizzlies are the youngest team oh, in in the playoffs. Followed by Knicks. Followed oh, by okay. Hawks. Followed by T Wolves. Wow, followed by Kings. They they're young, but but not. Youngest. Not youngest, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, Who's old? Because uh, well, you, it, it is the first time they've played. So any play basketball. Bucks, Heat, Suns, Clippers. Yeah. yeah. Nets, Nets, Celtics, Celtics, Lakers. That's so interesting that the Lakers. They're top heavy though. Yeah, well, it's just yeah. it's just LeBron, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then what? He, AD? he skews it. And he's kind of in the middle. And everyone else is young ass. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Suns, of course, haven't played playoff basketball in a long time. So uh, they, assume, are going back to Sacramento for the next one? Yep. Yep. Uh, Let's go. Shine that beam. Hopefully get some, yeah, home home court advantage. Not light. Shine. Shine. Shine the beam. (laughs) (laughs) Cast the beam? No, well, it's definitely light. but cast is a shadow, so. Yeah, I suppose. Cast sounds more wrong than shine. Yeah. You Uh, lost me. Sorry, we're talking about <laughs> light particles. <laughs> we, we can talk about lasers. Some lasers. Lasers. Some sharks with freaking lasers. <laughs> freaking heads. <laughs> Anyways, playoff basketball. Uh, uh, yep. The only team to be through to the next round at the moment is Ooh. Philly with the sweep of the Nets. Uh, Monks, have you got some playoff leaders for the, us? The interesting one there, Booker points, as I mentioned before, has been mm. really good. He's got 139 mm. leading there. Points per game average at 34.8. Mm. I don't know if this includes today's games, um, as in, no. Looney is... All I'm interested in is, yeah, Kevin Looney there yeah. with 50 boards in four games. <laughs> and take him for the overs next game. Yeah. Watch him go out and get four. <laughs> uh, Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I've got Jim's no idea team. where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Defense, what do you got? Yeah. Assists. This is the other main stat. And Young, of course, leading Trey. assists. Yeah. Trey with 38. Oh, Booker with, Book with steals. 11 steals too. <laughs> Defense. Mm. Oh, blocks. How's that? <laughs> AD, 15 blocks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, probably uh, more interesting for us looking at these stats <laughs> than, than listening. Yeah. Save yep. that later for some late night research. Mm. Yeah. Yep. What's the old meme? I bet he's thinking of other women. <laughs> <laughs> what's, he, what's he doing? Looking at NBA stats and AD got 15 and making his multi for the next morning. <laughs> Uh, that'll do us for the NBA. Uh, it's a mm. fun, fun time of year for anyone that's uh, down under and follows basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
some NFL. Yes, some NFL. Oh, he broke his ankles. One of the biggest days in the NFL calendar is just a few days away. Sean, you love this time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. – it breaks my heart a little that we're not watching it live uh, this yes, year. Yes. Unfortunately, someone had to go and get themselves a full-term mm-hmm. job yeah. and <laughs> can't just have Fridays <laughs> off here and there, although I definitely did think about it. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, let's do a bit it's of a, a draft bit, preview now. Yeah, it has been a bit of quiet two months for me, not having to do as much research and as much tape watching. Mm. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to, uh, I don't know, search for an NFL mock draft um, and whack sure. that up on the TV just – um, for conversation piece, uh, the main guest talking point, as always, quarterbacks. Mm. Um, it is pretty heavy for quarterbacks. I think there's probably five that will go in the first first round. Uh, probably five early. In the yeah, first early, round. early yeah. as well. Mm. So um, it's kind of cemented uh, that Bryce Young's going to go for number one. Mm-hmm. Um, to Carolina. Carolina. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any shocks or changes there. Um, the news during the week, and again, work overtime, Jimmy, um, they did, they released the results of a cognitive test they gave to the quarterbacks. Young, Levi, and Hooker all scored in the 90%. Mm. Richardson scored, I think, 78%. CJ Stroud scored 18%. Ah. So whether whether some of that was released because um, you know it's smoking mirror season mm. uh, was released on purpose, so potentially he would slide out of two at Houston because um, that has been the talk. Houston will take him at quarterback. Uh, will Levi is um, Levis. Levis. Sorry, Will Levis is uh, probably the consensus second one mm. to be taken. Which a few months ago there was no chance that. Anyone thought that that was going to happen? It's always been Bryce Young one, CJ Stroud two. Two, yeah. So that would be a huge change. And maybe that's the reason. Maybe uh, someone like the Colts, maybe they covered him or maybe they think the Colts at four will then take uh, maybe Richardson. Mm. So then you scroll down, maybe it's, I don't know, the Raiders at seven. The Raiders. Uh, maybe they would take um, uh, a quarterback in Shroud. And then if you keep – Scrolling in that list for me, um, you kind of well, Minnesota. There's conversation about whether they take one, sit someone behind Kurt Cousins. Uh, Tennessee, there's rumors that Tannehill is on the block, um, but they have Willis there already, so maybe they mm. okay. But those are kind of the spots. So if, um, I think for Will, uh, he'll either go two to Houston or four to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Anderson is the best defensive player in the league. Um, I think it's probably guaranteed to go three mm-hmm. uh, at the cards. I think you first team. Yeah. Well, really, the only team in that top four that doesn't need a the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, so um, that's kind of looking that way. Jalen Carter um, may slide. There's some talk about that. Um, there's he's a defensive tackle from Georgia. Yeah, he's uh, was consensus number one defensive, um, but has had some off field question marks. Uh, so whether he slides down as far as the Browns that they've got listed in this mock, um, there's chat about the lines for him, uh, Seahawks as well in that list, uh, so they could fit in there um, uh, as well. Um, I think he was involved in the death of his teammate, so um, oh. uh, 
if I remember in that story correctly. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got it here. Um, it was arrested March 1, stemmed from an investigation into a fatal January car crash. Um, so car crash. Yeah, Willock. Um, uh, Willock that's horrible. In that, yeah, in that car crash. Yeah. Uh, potentially straight racing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and then, of course, a lot of question marks have been raised in, in regards to that. So, mm. of course, it scared a few teams, especially in the top five of the – over the draft, but he's most likely still got ten, top ten. So if Cedar Shroud is sliding, um, then you get in the converse, conversations about, um, oh, you've actually found it for me. Uh, hmm. uh, it's not in any order. It's not the best one. Yeah, okay. Another percent. S2. S2 score. So Anthony Richards, yeah, it's about what I said. 79 there. Yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah. Who's Tanner McKee? Uh, well, there's heaps of quarterbacks coming out. 99th so. percentile. Mm. Pretty good between the ears. Yeah, uh, I think Bryce Young scored the most, but then you have CJ Shroud there as 18th percentile. Mm. That 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 of course was the big big concern on the on the um, stats, which is interesting because <laughs> he, uh, historically I think they've done the wonder lick, um, yeah, and they've kind of maybe moved away from that to more of this cognitive testing. Because I think Lamar classically scored eight on a wonder lick, and I think you get 12 if you put your name on the paper. <laughs> so he essentially turned in a blank paper and didn't do it. Um, uh. Uh, but he had the same problem. He had the same question marks that, you know, maybe he wasn't uh, smart enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but that's, I guess, the comparison I make here with CJ Shroud is does that not matter and he's just that good of a football player? And um, some of the interviews that uh, Shroud has done has kind of showed that he's, um, you know, he plays in that uh, off-the-cuff, um, aggressive kind of play style that, yeah, maybe doesn't, lend itself well to timing kind of routes, X and O's and things like that. That's not not, not his style. Um, and it maybe takes someone um, to mould an offence around like they did Lamar to get the best out of him. So it's not a, not a round of possibility. He's still a great football player. Mm. He just is not going to get a PhD in <laughs> neuroscience or something like that. So. <laughs> I don't think uh, many of them do. Although there no. is that one guy that is a neurosurgeon playing yes. in the NFL. I, might, I yeah. forget. Yeah. Oh, I think. Fitzpatrick was up there for smarts at quarterback mm. position. But Harvard. Yep. Yeah. So well, on that, Satana McKee mm-hmm. is an uh, economics major, uh, plays quarterback at Stanford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it depends on where he slides and how far he slides and then they get a conversation about Anthony Richardson. Um, the, you know, scored better in this athletically is the best quarterback in this class. Or possibly uh, ever. Ever, yeah. Mm. And, you know, um, I think very comparable to Lamar, though he's bigger. bigger. But, but yeah. I think Lamar was a better natural passer of the ball. Mm. Uh, but same question. Do you take that risk? Do you take that risk in, you know, the top ten, the teens? Mm. Or just one of those teams uh, that, you know, a playoff team in the bottom bottom 20s and 30s have, uh, uh, you know, a spot and a backup. And we're like, oh, that would be a nice kind of pickup, especially if we've got a, a veteran aging quarterback. Yeah. This mock draft that we've got on NFL.com has Anthony Richardson at 10. My thoughts, uh, given the way that he – Is that a trade too? So they predicted a trade? Yeah. yeah predicted a trade from the Eagles there. That's right. And and that's a great comparison there. The, the, you know, I think a, a good comparison for Richardson is Jalen Hurts. Mm. Richardson's faster 
But mm-hmm. Hertz has got that strength and, and size. size. Again, maybe Hertz's arm is talents is a, a little, bit, better, little yeah. bit better. Yeah, he's basically a, a big middle linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's I, think, I, I reckon a team might take a punt on him to, in the top five. I, yeah. could, I could really see it happening. Yeah, as long as it's not a shit one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Falcons. The Falcons are there as well. Mm. You know, have historically had Michael Vick in that team. Um, the only quarterback they currently got, I think, is the Riddler, um, uh, Desmond. So – it's yeah, they might have a spot mm. uh, in this mock draft. They have them taking running back uh, in Robinson, so Robinson's probably the only Con- back that consensus number one, yeah, by a long way. I think the only back that'll go in the first round. Uh, there's rumors the Eagles are heavily after him. Uh, also, rumors the Eagles might trade for Derrick Henry, so that might be another Ooh, wow. another busy, big uh, Titans trade on mm. draft day. Um, uh, so that potentially could happen. And it might be this case, like if Falcons take him at eight, they mm. can't get Robertson, they then turn around and flick ten to, to the Titans for, for Derrick Henry. So um, that's the rumours for Eagles, uh, which Eagles fans would love, get some extra heat at the back there for for Jalen. Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch of good corners. Um, we'd be interested to see if Joe Pointer Jr. actually makes it to 17, goes back to Pittsburgh, mm. uh, follow in the footsteps of his father. Mm. Um, uh, I think Who are the brothers that you're talking about as well? Uh, the Brown brothers, mm-hmm. Sidney Brown and Chase Brown, mm-hmm. both – both. Um, it's surprising how similar athletically their numbers were, but I guess if they're you know, almost – they're identical twins, mm. um, have the exact same body type. <laughs> uh, one plays safety, one plays running back. Um, they probably go in rounds two and three. That's fun. Yeah, but that is cool. that is fun. Um, there is ch- chat about Hooker, the other quarterback, Hendon um, Hooker, uh, sneaking in there. Um, it's interesting if you look at Levis. So I said that right, Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as a as a body type, is mm. I probably like filled out. He's got a pro body already. Hooker, Young, Shroud, all look like they can grow and add size. Mm. Um, Young is basically the same size as Murray with less weight on him. Um, Kyler Murray, that is. Um, and um, uh, Anthony Richardson probably can, you know, add a little bit of size, but he's already fucking huge. So, mm-hmm. um, but you look at uh, Will's frame as a um, frame as a comparison, like as his muscular build is what I'm getting at. Mm. The others look like they're, um, you know, young professionals, whereas Will looks like he's been in the right ra- ra- room go. and like ready to go. So, six four two thirty. Yeah, I just I just wonder if you know is there. Um, Room for the growth mm. a bit. But we, my point, all wrapping all the way around is Hooker has that potential to grow. He's, he's measured pretty well, had a pretty decent season uh, for the Texans. Um, oh, Tennessee. Sorry, not Texans. Um, mm. I had T in my head. Ten, Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, whether he's your, your late round pick or whether he sneaks up a little bit um, for those quarterback needy teams. But they're the five. So they're the five mm-hmm. quarterbacks that will go. One running back. Uh, there's – Bunch of receivers will probably go. Flowers. Um, is it Hickson Smith? Something uh, Smith? I'm just chasing up here. Uh, no, Not a really receiver heavy draft, no, is it? Jordan ja- Addison. Jordan Addison. Uh, you, you Jackson Smith. Nijigba. Nijigba. So there's also some theories about if Houston takes Shroud, because they both played at Ohio State, they could then come back and get him as well and double up and keep that. Uh, keep that um, chemistry going. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it's, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. There's a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of edge guys and probably 
two really good offensive tackles and maybe um, one center, one guard that kind of fit into the, let's say, the 32 that will go in the first round. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there'll be a heavy, heavy amount of defensive players. And the, all the big talking points is is quarterbacks and, and how many of them will, will go yeah. uh, given that we're looking at five in the first round. Yeah. Quarterback-driven league, we know that. Um, and then on the flip side, that's why everyone then drafts elite defensive talent in the first round. Because mm. um, if you can't, if you've got your quarterback, uh, you then need to uh, defend and prevent everyone else's quarterbacks. Edge rushes. Yeah. So you know, as a quick summary and a kind of preview into the first round of the NFL draft, which is starts Thursday, Friday for us, um, runs for four days now. Yeah, something like Saturday, that. Sunday, maybe not into Monday for us. So I think they do, they do three nights, I think. Yes. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, they, they do two and three on Saturday and then they do the rest on yeah. uh, our time, that is. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let's fucking go. Yeah, it would be really interesting. Sad face for me if Broncos don't have a pick till the third round. <laughs> <laughs> Trade it all for Wilson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to sit pretty and wait. Mm. Well, what do you think the Broncos need out of this draft? Uh, probably running back, more offensive talent, maybe defensive line. That's probably about it. Yeah, with Williams hurt, they probably and they haven't signed anyone besides Zaperin from the Bengals to come across to play running back. They P uh, Ryan, yeah, P Ryan, yeah. They need um uh maybe another running back in there. So you know, third round's probably a great spot to pick a pick one of the running backs because you're probably getting still a top five running back in this draft. Yep. By that point. Um, and then offensive line talent is very full in the middle. There's heaps of wide receivers outside of the first round as well. So for you Packers yeah. fans um, that won't pick a, <laughs> pick a <laughs> wide receiver in the first round. Well, Ro- Rogers isn't well, there. Maybe yeah, it doesn't will. matter anymore. Well, <laughs> that's, I guess that's the other caveat. That's still not official. So no. Uh, no. And, yeah. and, there's kind of and a, it's looking less likely that he's going to leave. Yeah. Well, there's a, I guess a semi-deadline is the draft. Mm, um, yeah, because if they don't move those first picks this year, then the Jets, you know, won't have the ammo. They they've kind of said that they would be in um, to do it. So, um, you know, that was that's an article from this today. Today, that's from today, yeah. And then you know, it's just saying yeah. that there's been weeks of speculation. Nothing, nothing's happened. The yeah, draft quiet, is, the, is yeah. the deadline essentially. Resume some negotiations this week. So. I think when when are the Jets pick? So you've got basically to when right they, until then, when they pick. Yeah, that's when they'll um, can <laughs> can flip that. Mm. Uh, but it's interesting because the Packers pick before them, I believe. Yeah, fifteen. I think is the is the Packers. Yeah. So if the Packers yeah. pick with the intention that he's not going to be there, but maybe they. Know that like their strategy? Do, do they have Roger? Oh, they probably have the deal in the works. They might like they'd know. They, you should hopefully they know. Just, about I them, think it's more about not showing your, your hands to yeah, the other team. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So they yeah they probably got the deal in place in the works, um, and when the Jets get close to being actually no, it's 13. the Jets are thirteen. Mm. Yeah. So as they kind of round into that pick happening, that's when we'll hopefully hear Rogers trade. Mm. If not, storylines. Um, yeah. So that'll be some of the interesting storylines. And then, yeah, we don't know what else other trades and other things will happen in the background. Um, you know, I mentioned there's a Tannehill trade maybe happening and mm. what other surprises? Is there going to be another AJ Brown type trade? That was big last year. Like, yeah. It was fun last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Should take a day off. <laughs> Should have. <laughs> put in my leave form for next year. <laughs> yeah. 
the NFL. That'll do us for the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Good luck to your teams. Uh, hopefully you're happy with who they draft. Uh, we'll definitely be doing a full breakdown of the NFL draft in our next ep. Yeah, all the big, big storylines. Uh, before we go into soccer, just to cover off, the D's came back and won that game. I think from where we saw the Tigers in the middle of that third quarter, they scored 10 points. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, a bit of a quiet second half for them and yeah. D's rolled through well. them. I think they scored 60 points. Jeez, you do a good job of following that. I swear when it's it's just background for me when we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I'm good at multitasking and remembering whole heaps of random stuff, but only like segments of it. So then mm. I have to ask you, like, this thing happened with this guy and this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Who was the, it? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Hit us up with some soccer. Jimmy, you didn't hit it hard enough. Come on. You dainty little count fingers. See! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> IT public service <laughs> <laughs> calls out accountants. Yeah, yeah, throwing shade on the end of the day. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal have got some fumbled about. Yeah, and they've got some work to do. It's it's going to require a win at the Etihad. I know we've looked up the date. Can you look up when that game is? Yeah. Um, you bring a table. It's, only, it's in. Well. It's in the. I think it's this week. That, that mm. Arsenal. City game, but they they had a uh, a three all draw with Southampton. Uh, as it currently stands, um, that that game is it may dis, it may decide it's like the, the lead. Premier League, yeah. Mm. Fulham get a win against Leeds. Leeds looking like uh, uh, relegation could be a real um, reality for them. Mm-hmm. Brentford and Villa having draws. Palace and Everton having draws. So Everton as well still staring down the barrel of dropping down. That Leicester wins huge. Big for, yeah, that was a big win for Leicester. Uh, 2-1 over Wolves. Uh, and then Liverpool getting a win against not Forest. Some big, big news overnight with Newcastle putting six in the back of the net against Spurs. Um, you, that essentially, I think... The, the Champions League teams are, are now sorted. Um, so what do we what do we got there, Jimmy? What's well, City are on seventy points? What was Arsenal on? Scroll up, please. Seventy seventy five. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. but two games two in game hand. hands. Yeah, so yeah. it's a lot closer to that. And New, they are playing this week. Yeah, Newcastle still having a slight lead over Manchester United. Uh, who will play the FA Cup final against Manchester City. City. Yeah, so Manchester Derby, Red v Blue mm-hmm. for the Far Cup. <laughs> Grimsby made it to the <laughs> quarterfinals. We've got to talk about Grimsby. Uh, <laughs> the boys haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. There's a movie sort of based uh, on football hooligans that follow the the Grimsby football team. They're not really hooligans. It's just uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and then just yeah, – just, just typical just, English culture. Just idiocy. <laughs> In this movie, uh, but I found it quite funny. Some people thought it was a little bit more Crimsby <laughs> than than Grimsby, um, or Cringesby, if you will. Uh, they they just want to think they're more upper class uh, than they actually are. So. Yeah, can't have a laugh about elephant yeah. bukkake. Then yeah, what can yeah, you laugh yeah. at? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, interesting uh, that the that that small uh, town they they did get pumped in the quarterfinals, yes. uh, albeit, uh, but they did did make it to the quarters. And then it was, who was it, Brighton and Sheffield making, making the semis. So pretty pretty big efforts from, from both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Monkeys uh, got, got the, <laughs> the Grimsby <laughs> movie uh, search there, 2016. Um, yeah. Look, 
Probably not some of Sasha Baron Cohen's best works, but I still thought it was a little bit funny. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nobby, that's his name. Nobby, Nobby Butcher. Oh, they have <laughs> called him a football hooligan. Uh, Brighton got City and United got Chelsea coming up. Mm. Uh, the middle of the table hasn't really moved too much. Liverpool floating around there in seventh. Um, they could potentially sneak in the fifth there, but uh, it's probably was well, that Europa spot now? I think yeah. that these these mid table teams have to play for. I think oh, the Champions League's one and two all, all are in their battle, three and four in their battle, and then it's yeah, who would finish in fifth? Um, and then, of course, down the bottom there, Leicester City uh, getting big their win. win. That's big a big win. Bumps them out, pushes Everton, I guess, down. Mm. Um, Not Forest and, and Southampton as well with that sneaky point against Arsenal. Yep. So, yeah, they're stuck in there. Hammers uh, move clear a little bit. Wolves clear a little bit. They're probably safe-ish now. I think, yeah, it's Leeds, Leicester, Everton, not Forest, Forest Southampton. It's five teams yeah. now that are looking at it. I think Bournemouth are probably yeah. probably safe. Yeah, Southampton's probably stuck in that spot and probably mm. finished last on that points. And it's just who will join them uh, from those four we just mentioned. Champions League, so semi-finals have uh, have been announced. Yeah. This, uh, this is a weird one. I I always thought it was uh, they. Announced it a few days after, or, or a week or so after the the games, but the, the games got played, and then straight away we had matchups. Mm-hmm. FIFA, uh, you know, in there, UEFA in there with the classic rigging of uh, <laughs> of uh, Milan derby. <laughs> yeah, uh, what so will sell well? Oh, that sounds good. The Della Madonna, I think they call it. Yes. There's all these things, you know. You've got El Clasico, or you mm. know, North London derby. It's very Italian. Just uh, what are we going to? I'll just after Maria, yeah. After after the Virgin Mary, the Madonna <laughs> lad. I assume it's named after her and not Madonna of girls want to have fun fame. Um, but that that will be big. Uh, that there was actually f- three Italian teams in the mm-hmm. in the quarters with with Napoli missing out. They will win Serie A this year. Uh, and then the other side of it is City and Real. Yeah, uh, very fun. Yeah, very very fun. City of. Stacked on paper, but have never won the Champions League fame. And uh, Real <laughs> seems to just win them at will. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. And then uh, these these Milan teams, I was going through a few of the team lists. A lot of ex-EPL guys kicking around mm-hmm. um, in in their their teams. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Have we got dates for those semifinals? We had them a second ago. They are May. 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 10 May 16. Yeah, three May. weeks away. Mm. Uh, get a Finals win. in Istanbul. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I I hate to say it. I think Man City might be the shortest price favourites in this. Obviously, uh, did you feel I've like, never done it before? Do you feel like the winner of Madrid and City will win it? Not necessarily. I don't think these Milan teams uh, are slouches. I, like, you know, we follow that much sport. I can't say hand on heart. I've sat down and watched heaps of Serie A football this yeah. year. But I, I, I really just go off name value in in, well, those, the, in those teams the, the and two big ones. Mm. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, whoever wins that will go through and potentially win it. But as you mentioned, you know, Man City and has like a Champions League upset against Real Madrid and then bottles the final against one mm. of the Milan teams and um, and they end up winning it. This is some of. The players at Inter, so Eden Dzeko, Lissandro Martinez, who we saw be really good uh, at the World Cup, uh, Mkhitaryan, who's at who used to be at United, um, Damian, who used to be at um, United, Denzel Dumfries, 
Brozovic. Like, there's some some pretty good names there at Inter. Do, do you think it maybe it's a product of the fact that there was no Italian team at the World Cup this year that the hmm. you know the Italian guys have kind of gone through a little bit quiet? Yeah, maybe that's, that's something I didn't really consider. That uh, let's have a look at that Inter team. How many of them are actually Italians? Italian. Yeah, true. Because uh, a lot of those guys that I was just mentioned so aren't. Weren't. Yeah. Not, mm. not one, two, three, four, five. That the five. So half, 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 half their starters are, are Italians. Let's look at AC Milan. Actually, a couple of those five would have been in the Italian squad. Yeah, yeah, probably all. Yeah. Uh, Giroud um, is is up there still doing things for for AC. They're not as stacked, I don't think, on paper. Uh, they've got uh, that Theo Hernandez who uh, is, is pretty good for, for France. Mm. Um, not heaps of names. Brahim Diaz, I think he goes Italians? all right. Yeah, nah, uh, number of Italians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to make me do this off the top of my head. One, <laughs> two, three. I think yeah, it's man. three, yeah. Okay. So not heaps. Not heaps. Simon Kjær, the Danish centre-back for... Them, uh, but yeah, look, definitely on name value. Uh, if you had to, to pick a winner, you'd you'd go out of out of the Real City um, mm. matchups. What's our is so Sedan still playing? Not Sedan. Um, <laughs> no, he's not still he's not still playing. No, um, who starts with Z? Fucking Swedish dude. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And Still playing for AC Milan? Yeah, he comes off the bench. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, where's this going? But yeah. no, we, we got there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he comes off the bench. There's Latan, I'm pretty sure. Can you see how old he is as well? He's getting up there. I, I know he's 40. I know he only resigned to replay with AC Milan. Like he wasn't going to play again unless it was for them because he's mm. been with them for a very long time. Yeah. So to finish, maybe finish on a, on a winning a Champions League would be pretty pretty happy. He's 41. He's been there since yeah. 2020. Unbelievable. Well, like 2020. Well, he's his well, sec, sec, second, second stint. stint. Yeah. He's on Fuck, there's a few good three. clubs there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Malmo, Ajax, Juventus, Inter, Barca, AC, PSG, United, Galaxy, and then and then AC Milan <laughs> for the 41-year-old Swede. So has he scored 34 goals for AC Milan? Am I reading that right? Or 30, yeah, 34 in, in this yeah, most this recent stint. Last, yeah. yeah. Say four years, 2020, yeah. 21. It's pretty impressive. That's all from, you know, mm. the age of 38, 39. Mm. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, heaps of funny Latin quotes uh, in his Wikipedia page there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's see if he wins a Champions League. I'll back that. Let's go AC Milan. That'll bring us to the oh. On the Esky final round. Oh, he just brought the odds up there. It's in one second. <laughs> sixty-seven for Man City. They're, that's too short. That's, 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 that's unbackable. It's, it's, there's four teams there. They've yeah. never won it. They're yeah. going to be trying to win the league as M- well. Madrid at 450 is good value. Yeah, a bit of, so, bit of, yeah. bit of for juice Real, there. So. But uh, eight bucks you can get for either of the Milan teams. Yeah. $1.67. It's <laughs> It's probably sports bets got some some relation with the buddy Pommies, so that's why they've G'd them up here. Maybe, maybe <laughs> betting on uh, English teams is like betting on on Australia. You know the the old price uh, dump that you get from sports bet. Maybe, during, during yeah. I feel like that's just putting into the into the world a huge choke for Man City coming up. <laughs> I just feel like that's the way. There's the, the curse. Lose. The curse. Uh, I thought I was going to get through the final round, but I desperately need to do a wee wee. You can't uh, ask five minutes? Nah, I think I need to pee. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not going to help. 
<laughs> all right, nice. Nah, all right, stuff it. I'm gonna, well, it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll run through it. It's a pretty quick one. Yeah, it's a quick one tonight. Let's start with some. Uh, some he, he, give, me, give me a ding ding. There we go. Sean, uh, you catch a few biffs yesterday? Yes, there <laughs> only really two big fights to talk about out of the UFC card uh, yesterday. Um, is it Pavlovich? Yep. Pavlovich knocked out Curtis Blades. Um, he's been a knockout artist in the heavyweight division. Some chat about uh, now is he close enough uh, to get a John Jones fight? Would he be, uh, you know, if Steve A misses, does he get fit in or is he the next fight after John Jones? Um, after watching that fight, I'd say he probably loses to Jones because he, though he knocked out Curtis Blades, Blades was still landing on him fairly well. He's very hittable. Um, mm. which is a very scary thing uh, to think in the UFC division. Um, interesting, before his fight, he was pictured at the casino um, losing all his monies on the pokies because he was in Las Vegas. So, <laughs> on the so, pokies? Yeah, he, he's literally sitting in the pokies just um, you know, do, 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 and not getting anything out. Um, so, yeah, but he got a big win. Uh, the other fight was Bobby Green got a KO win over Jared Gordon. Um, Gordon well-known for beating... Uh, well, losing in a fight that he probably should have won against Paddy Pimlet and Pimlet's been calling him out um, for the rematch. Though this was ruled a no contest because um, Bobby Green coming in, uh, there's a head clash and the head clash kind of leads to the finish in this fight. Mm. Um, it, it essentially knocks Gordon down. So it's ruled a no contest. Um, Bobby Green was a bit disappointed in that. He misses out, of course, on his performance of the night, money that he's hoping to get. Mm. If anything, the UFC runs it back. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate uh, in in this one uh, for Bobby Green, who's also um, been floating floating around there in, in the middle of the light uh, weight division, um, having some fun fights uh, in the back end of his career. He's mm. stringing together a few wins as well, hasn't he, mm. Bobby Green? And uh, no, <laughs> that's but that was a while ago. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quinta and Huck. Uh, Huck Paras is what I was thinking of, but then Markachev. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then Drew Dober. I'd forgotten about that one. Yes. So, yeah, he's kind of been up and down. He's in that, like I said, fun fight kind of area. Um, getting Jared Gordon was a, uh, was a good fight, but unfortunately there ended up being a no contest. Uh, if we flip the script, boxing, um, uh, the tank, tank beats uh, Ryan Garcia uh, in there about yesterday. Uh, knockout in the seventh round via liver shot. Um, some reports out today that, um, well, from Gar. Um, uh, Garcia's uh, training partner, sparring partner, that he'd injured his body during training camp and that there must be a mole. They gave Tank the information and that's why he was targeting it. <laughs> I think after seven rounds he's probably gone to the body a bunch anyway and maybe he just wore him down. But um, the Tank and Garcia, you know, outside of the heavyweights, outside of Canelo, Hanley and um, Charlo, kind of the, the big two um, had great records, hadn't had losses up to this point, but um, Garcia was – Handily losing this fight on all scorecards before the the knockout by um well technical knockout by the body shot, and the tank wins and keeps on rolling. So Tank Davis's record is now twenty nine and zero mm-hmm. with that uh that win over Ryan Garcia. Yeah, so I don't think he picks up any extra belts in that. He still just has his lightweight WBA belts um, from that. But that was the big uh, big boxing card that's mm. uh, kind of been happening. Um, outside of that, there was a, a Misfits boxing card over the weekend. Uh, the most interesting note out of that, um, uh, I think Levian Bell won his fight um, against Tampa. Uh, no, against um, JMX. I think that's how that went. 
Um, but uh, no one cared about that. The only news was Nate Diaz um, getting in fights uh, with people in the crowd <laughs> and then choking out a Lo- uh, Logan Paul lookalike um, outside the arena um, <laughs> in a standing guillotine, which was uh, pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, that was boxing. I'm just going back to that lightweight division. That yeah. it is stacked. Okay. Yeah, stacked. So, so Devin Haney's 29. And oh, uh, you got Lomachenko. Who is he going to? Is he back? Like he, I don't know. Good yeah, obviously question. Ukrainian, and uh, you know there was chat that he was actually, you know, going out and and fighting. Well, Cambosis has been booked against someone. Let me check yeah. that. Cambosis is 20 and two. Obviously, for Aussie fans, uh, you know. Mm. Pretty keen to see who who he'll be fighting, and then Javante uh, Davis, uh, he's twenty nine and zero, and Ryan Garcia goes twenty three and one. So some some really handy numbers there at the top of the lightweight division. Obviously, we're leaning a little bit more UFC. I know Sean, you're right into your boxing, but uh, it's uh, followed along in the background. Yeah, it's it's definitely a fun division at the moment uh, for for a sport. Uh, which I think in terms of the people that I know, uh, most people uh, tend to lean a little bit more UFC these days. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a bit more mainstream. I can't find anything mm. on a Kambosis fight. Uh, he just said he turned down a Stevenson fight. Mm. He's ranked second there in that one. Uh, I think there's conversations about Tank. Uh, Hanny is the, is the next kind of big fight to mm. make. Mm. Um, um, I think Haney and Lomachenko is going to happen. Is happening at twenty so maybe, May. Oh, that's, maybe that's, that's the not fight. far. Maybe yeah, that's the fight I saw got announced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the lightweight division um, has um, a lot of heat in it at the moment. Mm. A lot of good guys in the boxing. I'm just going to say the last time that uh, Vasily Lomachenko actually fought, because it might be a little while. Twenty twenty two. No, October last year. Uh, yeah, it's not that long. So nine months. Oh yeah, we well, did. Uh, well, we did. That? He fought in December of twenty twenty one, then and then fight had, again. and then I had a whole year off. Yeah, yeah. yeah he fights probably twice a year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understandable, understandable. And uh, that's boxing, golf, live golf. Yeah, normally we don't really talk about live golf, but it was in Adelaide. So Adelaide getting. Uh, their uh, gather round for the AFL last week and then getting the Live Golf, uh, I think they had something like 80,000, 90,000 people go mm. over the, the three days. Which uh, is quality. Yeah. Mm. The, they had the party hole set up there at the uh, the 16th at the Grange. Um, some some scenes with uh, Chase Kepka, brother of Brooks, nailing a hole in one uh, and then uh, party time ensues. Uh, lots of... Uh, Beer cups going up in the air. You can imagine the atmosphere <laughs> when this one dropped. Yeah. Uh, it looked like it started raining. Yeah, look at that. There is beer going everywhere. <laughs> I wonder how long they've been trying to clean it. Absolutely loving it. Uh, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Watch out for your ankles running around on that because that's there's beer cups everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chase is fired up about it too. Uh, yeah, definitely doesn't mind a little bit of a beer shower there. So. <laughs> Uh, look, that could have been a shout of beer uh, candidate, but it looks like Chase uh, would have, uh, you know, uh, probably drank a little bit via osmosis there, uh, if you will, uh, after after that ace on 16. Can, you should play the, the rally um, fight, the second one, because I saw this earlier. This one? Yeah, this is my word. <laughs> Perk Crush is there <laughs> for anyone that likes a bit of stand-up uh, comedy. Big, the machine, Big Burt Crusher <laughs> uh, there in the crowd, yeah. uh, shirt off uh, as usual uh, <laughs> and, and beer gut hanging out. 
So finish your oh. golf segment. Well, who ended up winning? Uh, Taylor Gooch. Uh, so you know we like to talk about the stupid names of the teams uh, in in live golf. So he he plays for the Range Goats, and obviously great name in being Taylor Gooch. Uh, so so he he got the win. Uh, but it seemed like a, a massive success, a massive thing for for Adelaide and and South Australia, just living it up over the last two weeks uh, with with two huge events in uh, in Gather Round and Live Golf. Yeah, well, if ever it was a place to get around the the Live Golf concept and uh, uh, the way they kind of put on the event, uh, it was being in Australia. So yeah, yeah. So get some Aussie Larrikins out there; they'll love every minute of it. I know how the Saudis feel about uh, <laughs> beer showers, but uh, yeah. Hey. They probably wipe away their tears with, <laughs> with all the uh, money. some greenbacks. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right, indeed. Uh, yeah, and that was just the the live golf. Uh, what are we looking at here? I just play. You can do the outro. I just saw this. These guys were fighting at a rally event. Ah, uh, so was this the one? Is this with protesters or is this different? No, no. This is just okay. these guys are sitting in the crowd on the uh, on the hill. Fought, okay, and, and the the fight has just uh, let it play, just play it. has fallen out onto what I assume is the yeah, rally track, and the guys and in the or- are in the orange are clearing it out. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. Like, come on, get off, get off. And get is off. there a car that's about to sh- shoot through at some un- ungodly speed about to occur? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 where my mind is going. Uh, yeah, this Seki's walking over. Yeah, you should see the the elevation in the height. This where guy. is this, by the way? Uh, probably okay, is, France. Yeah, yeah there's a like France, a, Italy. Mate, it's Czech Republic. There you go. Thank you. And yeah, they like back off, Ken. Come on, everyone off. There you go. Settle down. And, and the watch car. the height this car comes out through. <laughs> the old the Seki's getting a bit of a move on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Come, right. Comes through at head height. <laughs> no, nah, they're balling on the ground. They would have gone straight over. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might have been okay. Yeah. That's a that's a bit of a fun video. Uh yeah. Obviously, we're watching it on uh, sevennews.com, so uh, there, there would have needed to be some sort of explicit warning if it, uh, if it had ended <laughs> yeah, up in Yeah, some depth, yeah. Probably. Anyway. Uh, yes. Um, finish, That's wrap it. us up. That'll do yeah. us. So we're thinking maybe going to Friday nights. Uh, we'll oh, this was a Monday, so maybe we have to do another Sunday. We'll figure Friday it out. Week. Anyways, uh, yeah, there yeah. may be a change of nights uh, occurring, but we'll yeah, be around the weekends. Let time. you know it's on our socials, which when. Need to post on more. Um, <laughs> thank you to anyone that's Wait, listening what? during the week. Uh, hopefully, uh, you've had a nice Anzac Day for for the Aussies um, there, and uh, your team has not let you down too much at Dragons fans. Bombers <laughs> <laughs> fans and Bombers fans. Uh, All right, yeah. Uh, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.